Cheers. Cheers to Welcome the everybody. Rumbling. <laughs> it's coming. It has come. I'm not okay, saying. Okay, you sounded like a theater student yes, right there. That's, that's what, what it sounds, it sounds. Like. That's how they do. It's like operatic like that. Well, welcome <laughs> back, you all. You wonderful people, you who survived the greatest terror. We've of- got some hot tickets. We're selling <laughs> to the rumbling. Get your tickets to the rumbling. <laughs> come on, First come class on. tickets. We are Beyond the Basement, the complete breakdown podcast. They call me Eric. What do they call you? Um, Rachel. Rachel the Great. Rachel sometimes. Ah! (laughs) They call you Peter the Less Great. Peter the Less Great than Rachel. Okay, fair enough. All right, we're back. It's episode number Mm eighty. I don't know if there's any, yeah, correlation or significance because the anime doesn't go off like the manga chapters. But at any rate, episode eighty, also known as season four, episode five, as per our Twitch viewers' uh, advice. Okay. So, we got to get into this because there's a whole buttload of stuff to talk about. We've got more theories, I think, than episode even to talk about because there's so many things that just got like unlocked here. Um, before we do that, if you're watching on the YouTubes or listening via the podcasts, make sure that you check us out live on Sunday nights. We're over on Twitch. You can, I don't know. Do you have to make an account to watch Twitch stuff? I don't even really remember if it's like I'm that anymore. I'm fairly sure that you do. Okay. Hey, well, make an account. Make an account then. It's not that hard. It's, it's that free, hard. okay? They're just going to track you and like find you for the rest of your life and know no your favorite deal. ice cream. No big deal. Uh, they're Amazon, dude. They know everything. They're just like Facebook. So at any rate, <laughs> make an account. Come watch us. We are live at 5 o'clock West Coast. That's Pacific uh, Standard Time yes. right now until mm-hmm. it goes to Pacific Daily Time. For 5 o'clock over here, uh, we go live. Except for today. So if you're a surprise. Possibly, possibly tomorrow. next week and as possibly well. next week because it's Super Bowl because Sunday. Because of life events. But today... It's for other reasons, but today we're starting an hour early, so that's why you're seeing our faces. We couldn't wait. Early. We couldn't. We didn't. We don't want anybody else to wait. No, if I had it my way, like as soon as the episode was live, I'd be watching it and doing this. But we have other commitments in the morning. So, mm-hmm. all right, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. Subscribe to the podcast. Come watch us live on Twitch. Also, email us. We have some. We have some more emails this week. A few. Maybe we can get to those at the end. Um, beyond, beyond the basement, the basement podcast, podcast at gmail.com. at gmail. Uh, speaking of, oh no, that's not from that address. It's from something else. Okay. Does this episode even need a recap? This Everything is, is crazy. That's our just, recap. Can I just recap it with, this is the rumbling episode. Okay, this is the spinal creature, Ymir flashback, rumbling episode mm-hmm. where... We I, finally get some get, freaking I, answers for goodness sake. We do get some answers. We but do it's get the recap answers. of the All whole show. Time. Yes, it's this the is the recap of, the of all whole of show. it. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I now obviously I don't want them to end it here, but let me just start by saying that <laughs> this could be an ending. This could be an ending. I mean, like if let's say that they, uh, I'll describe it like this: the past four, the, every episode so far of this, like part two, season five, as I'm calling it. Every one of those episodes ends on like the worst cliffhanger, and I'm like dying to know what happens next. This is the first episode where I'm like, I don't want to know. I'm scared. I don't want to know. Well, I just didn't have that gr- that grasping feeling at the end. Where I was like, No, like, I have to please keep watching. I was give like, Give me answers, you monster. Give me a second. Give me a week. I need to breathe. <laughs> give me a week. Give me a second to think about this. <laughs> Cry a little bit because process. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, dang man. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, more tragic than Christian. Yeah. Yeah, having a backstory more tragic. That's quite hard, but many characters in this show have a tragic backstory. Everybody has a tragic backstory, apparently. <laughs> the world this. is cruel. Yeah. We're still waiting for the beautiful part, but and it's, it's coming. Sometimes yeah, beautiful. If, if this series, if this show ended right here, but instead of ending exactly the way it ended, it ended with like Armin, Mikasa, Connie, Levi, um, and Hanje, and mm-hmm. they all got together and they go, listen, you guys, we can't control what's going to happen next, but all we can do is be there for each other. And the rumbling happened and the show ended. I feel like that would be an okay ending. Yeah, there's a part of me that would be like... All right. Like respect. Yeah, respect. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it ended. It, it ended. And not because <laughs> we don't want more show. No, I do want it Only all. because... Isayama's done way more than any other show has done. So many stories have already come to like this huge giant arc and it's come to already yeah. this beautiful like it's already like much more of a complete show than any other show's been. So I'm like, "Listen, bud, you gave us more than we paid for." You know, and <laughs> you anytime you want to quit, that's on you, Isayama. Yeah. You want to do 12 more episodes? You want to do a movie? We're with you, bro. Anywhere you want to go. But I'm here for you've it. You've done well, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I have to agree. There's a certain finality. Now, having said that, I I actually said this, like, I think, two shows ago already on the podcast where I said, um, we're so far into this thing, I can't even, I, I can't, I, and I know there's like a 12-ish episodes for this season. Yeah. I legit have no clue how much, like, where else, are we going? Where are we going? Yeah, what else we're going to go to after all of this, yeah. but like, okay. How do we I, end up in the field of happy flowers where Aaron turns into rainbow mist? Is that I even possible know. to end up there? Or is that just a dream within a dream? We got some great predictions, so stick yeah, with us at the end of the episode. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do predictions. You're, you'll see it. You'll see it. Ooh, okay, so let's just yeah, we're listen. Recap over. We're going straight into this first scene. Okay, we're, we are. All right, we're, we're just gonna blast. Scene. straight I, I recapped. It. It's the rumbling. You know which one I'm talking about. If you're listening to this like after the fact, you know which one this is. Okay, so this one starts out with Frida uh, transforming, and we this first bit I I like. There's a little bit too much recap here again. That I, for yes. my taste, maybe that's why they're showing more episodes. They like, wasted. They wasted like seven good minutes. I don't know about that much. Maybe not a, seven, uh, but a I was. Chunk. I was saying the the first part where we actually see the details of the fight finally. Yes. was nice, but yes. then they could have just cut straight to Zeke hugging. That's what I thought him, they were gonna do, and it. then saying, "Please, you know, saying what he says. That's Stop, what, Aaron, please." That's what I was hoping for, and then we would have been fine. But no, they make us rewatch that heart-wrenching moment again. Yeah. Now, and I almost wrong. cried again. It's an incredible, it's an <sighs> incredible moment. There's just no doubt about it. Um, It's a, it's a great moment. We've already seen it several times because we had to and yeah. we wanted to. Yeah. So like, we we don't need that in that moment. We've all seen I it four or five content, times now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm like, stop like holding Give the cookie the away. Give me the answers, you know? please. Yeah. So, well, I blame, not wit, but, Wait, Wit, Mappa, who's doing it? I always get confused which one's which. Anyway, I blame the anime studio. Wit. Um, right. Okay, so Frida transforms. That's that's where this one begins. And this is interesting to watch because we haven't seen this in like fulsome detail, really. We've seen bits of it. We've seen Frida's Titan, and we kind of were told what happened, but we haven't seen all this whole scene play out like in detail like we did right here. So mm-hmm. she like transforms and looks like super angry, and I thought... We all, like, right when we saw it, we're like, oh, maybe she put up more of a fight than we thought. Like, maybe the rest of this didn't yeah. go down like we thought. Like, there was some, like, something here was going to be different. No. Mm, not really. Yeah. It happened pretty not. much the way we thought. But the, the, I had some theories in my head about how this could have gone. It was more was brutal. Like, she lost harder than I thought she yes. was going to lose. It was, was like, not a challenge for him. Grisha, we'd never seen Grisha, like, training with his Titan. We'd never seen him, like, 
working on hand-to-hand combat in real life and we know the titan is just an extension of your physical body and so the warriors were training and they mm-hmm. were getting stronger and aaron was good because he was training he was a soldier right sure and so this is why they're good at like titan combat but grish is not he's doctor right yeah and and um what's her name frida is like just some just royal who princess sits, who goes around to her little sister all day so it's almost like the battle of the weaklings but we also know that your titan power embodies like the mission and the focus that you have and Grisha is certainly focused by Aaron mm-hmm. in this scene, which is, is, does that explain why he's so much bigger and he's so much more intense in this scene? Perhaps. Or that's just how his Titan is. Or if Aaron is in fact somehow channeling control of him in some measure, maybe he's using his own skills. Well, I think, I think Pete hit on the head during the, while we were watching, he said he's like channeling his, cause Aaron just reminded him about like, the sister. his anger. And, yeah. All the stuff yeah. in his past that made him angry. And he's like, you can just let that go. Like, are you going to get like, get revenge? Let basically. it all come out now. And so when he's in Titan form, like ripping her apart, I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see the, uh, the like, yeah, this he, is like, for. Rips her arm off. Well, because he's and also, her head. He's also aware at this point that it's not just like his past family, but it's like literally what happened to him earlier that day. The walls are broken down. Probably his wife is dead. All of his friends from Chicken Chicken are dead. Like his whole like current life is also being destroyed. So he's like, and not just that, like his life's being destroyed and they blatantly refused him and said, nope, this is the way we're going to yeah, sacrifice. We're going to just let everybody die because yeah. this is the right thing to do. What? How is, how so is Hanus the alcoholic and not, Grisha? Grisha? Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> Pixis and Johannes are the two drinkers, and we're not sure why. Yeah. Why them? Okay, so for another note I wanted to make. So she has like the purple eyes, which we always assumed like, okay, that's like the founder power kind of like activating in there. It's the same color as that realm's sand. Yeah, it kind of is, huh? Mm-hmm. And so, so she goes in for like the attack or whatever. Then he, so he eats her, he rips off her arm, and then he, he bites the nape. I also think it's like there's... I don't know. I know there's a lot of things in this episode that are intentional parallels or callbacks to previous stuff in previous episodes. I don't know if her head coming off is supposed to remind us of Aaron's head coming off, but it did for me. Because mm-hmm. when he bites her Titan, like her head separates and like kind of flies around in a similar kind of way. It does. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then he squashes everybody and it's as gruesome as Aaron like said it was. And now, to be fair, when we go back into the recap part that we've already seen and he goes like, Oh, that was like horrible. And like, I regret it. Like Aaron, like, is this, was this the only way? And now it does make a little more sense because they graphically showed you him just like squashing everybody. Crushing small children in his hands. The question mark here, you said this. So if Aaron's kind of like persuading him or like kind of making him do this, he does it. Does Rod Rice just get away or did he like tell him to let him live? What, well, he does say, I let the father live like you told me. I don't think he says that. He says, he says I, I did killed, everything like you told me. I he says, I killed and let everybody. The live. I killed everybody but but the father. He right. doesn't say, I, did, I didn't kill him like you told me, but he does say, I killed everybody but the father. So now, either that was Aaron told him to do that, or which is what I'm leaning, leaning towards, or he just happened to let him get away, but I'm like, you're in a Titan. There's no way you just let somebody get away like that, especially if Aaron gave him gave him orders to kill everybody. Yeah. So I think Rod Rice living, therefore Historia can have her moment, therefore she can be she erected queen. as queen. Therefore, so, she so can Aaron be sees enough of the future that he has to like do this like set her up to be queen thing. That's my inference. That's but what I also I, I can see it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because if Rod Rice doesn't live and doesn't you know, now now there's more to it than even just that because there's years go on between this and the Historia's moment. Yes. And. Rod Rice is is the you know 
uh, secret king, right? He has like his puppet on the the throne or whatever, but he's like the secret Rod king. Rod wasn't the king. Yeah, wasn't he? He was no. the secret king. Frida. Oh, well, you're sorry. She died. The king within you're, the walls. You're talking about um, Rod's brother. No, Rod's I'm saying, the uncle. Yeah, no, when he's dead. So he passes died. power to Frida. Frida. Frida loses her power, but I'm saying there's still this like interim time where like the the I'm saying within the walls, like they have the ruling class or whatever, and they have like a fake king or whatever. King Rod Rice is the is the is the secret. But he's the shadow. He's ruler. the shadow ruler. He's the one. Remember the whole time, like in the that whole like deal. That, since that's since the walls three, get invaded, that's what the, that's the whole like first part of season three is about them rooting uh, rooting out Rod Rice and the whole deal. That's what that that where that part's yeah, at. Yeah, and I'm saying sorry. like that time period. Even yeah, his story having your moment, but I'm saying Rod Rice having like his like leadership over the the walls after the first one might falls, have been important. Might have been important as well. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. Blue. Her. What am I, what's my notes here? Um. Yeah, we get the recap. I mean, this is a cool scene and all, but like we said, it's like just very recappy, and it is still really emotional. I, I got to give props mm-hmm. one last time to the voice actor for Grisha. So good, because right here, it's like the most convincing thing in the world. Moment. He's like, "I love you. I should spend more time with you." I'm like, Dude, I was, I was so cruel. Thanks. Like, <laughs> I love Aaron's voice actor. Yeah, but I think Grisha's voice actor takes the cake. I, I, I think I might have to agree that <laughs> maybe it's a tie for first. Well, can I? All right. All right. Um. Yeah. So he apologized for being a terrible father, and I I get some reiteration here because the next scene they go back to like the plane or whatever that I haven't, we haven't come up with a consistent name for this like blue place. The paths. In, the paths. The desert of sadness where Yumira lives. Where Yumira lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect. Name. Um. You're welcome. But when we get so, yeah. So when we get back to that, uh, Zeke calls Grisha father. Multiple song. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it did work. Whatever, it worked. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But you know what I'm saying? Like he did break. Like he did suddenly realize his father. His the ice around father. his heart cracked. Yeah. Now, having said that, he does also go on to say no, and the Eldians anyway. Like, he still tries to continue on mm-hmm. with his plan, even though he's now like not so ma- not so pissed. I his think dad. his motivations changed. His motivation is now he's hearing Grisha say, "Stop, Aaron." Yeah, because oh. he does. He he says, "Father asked me to stop you." Yes. Okay. So that's something I wanted to say. I missed that entirely. I think you did say it. You you said it, but my brain wasn't computing. What I heard, what I heard was, "Please stop, comma Aaron," but really was, "Please, comma stop, stop Aaron. Aaron." Yeah. I missed that because he's not saying it to Aaron. He's saying it to Zeke. He's saying, "Zeke, please stop Aaron." I saw something so horrible. Yeah. Doesn't please he say? Him. I didn't get Aaron. that part. <laughs> That blew right Doesn't by he me. say stop Aaron, please? Or am I he please stop Aaron? Okay, please, gotcha. comma, stop, stop Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm like, okay. okay. Now it's starting to make a little bit of sense. Also, trusting Zeke for anything? Not a great idea. I mean, yeah. I know it's past Grisha and like you're dead now, so what difference does it really make? But yeah. wouldn't recommend asking Zeke to do something for you and counting <laughs> on it actually happening. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Poor Zeke. He's been through so much, man. He's been through so much. <laughs> Zeke club? and Reiner are having <laughs> a competition for the suckiest father experience slash life after that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say <laughs> Reiner and Zeke having a competition? Maybe, possibly. Yeah, you're right. The worst father. Okay, I was gonna say Annie. But Annie's dad doesn't seem like she, he was so bad. She actually likes him. Yeah, did he's dead now? Yeah, we haven't gotten Annie's backstory. That's we also episode. don't know who's Le- who that's Levi's an, father was. That's an episode we could yeah. go through. Is Annie's backstory? For sure. For I sure. think we will. 
Yeah, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, she did. Hey, Welcome. and they're blue. Double D, double die. Okay, so we get to the part where they go back to the past. He says, "You, st- we still haven't seen the part where I eat him." And he says it so like aggressively. <laughs> he says it like, "Keep going, like Keep you going. have to see more." It gets better, man, mm-hmm. my dude. Now I have to wonder if, because Aaron does say like, "I just use you to basically get to this point." I do have to wonder if Aaron did want him to get to that scene so he could do something else there. Oh, possibly do more influencing. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. It's hard to say. Yeah. Okay, so... But you definitely can't say Aaron is all thumbs in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got two thumbs and... Well, definitely not... Not Aaron. Not this guy. Aaron has zero thumbs. Um, Okay, so you didn't... You still haven't seen the part where I eat him, and it, then Zeke actually like starts to put it together what we've been putting together this whole time. He says, "Did you mm-hmm. push Father to fight the King of the Walls and the world?" Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so that in of itself is interesting because we basically already surmised that that like Grisha basically had some plan that was something similar to what he did, but it was Aaron that really like made him do all of what he did. Perhaps his plan was to just confront the king of the walls and say like please you know plead with them please break the vow and if not i'm going to take the power from you perhaps that was still the plan but then to kill the family everybody except the father like there's that just aaron's part of the plan that's what i'm wondering is like how much of this like because here's the thing is going there seemed like that was grisha's deal yeah i mean he was following what the owl told him but why did the owl tell him that? Was that the owl speaking too? Yeah, what exactly? Oh, that's a good question. What did the owl see? Are any of us free? He also kind of seemed to not want to follow through with it. He was, you know, when he finds the secret door to the cavern, he's very conflicted and emotional yeah. and he hugs Aaron. It's like he doesn't want to follow through with the plan, the owl's plan. And Aaron kind of pushes him back and fo- refocuses his heart to... But remember Aaron kind of says, didn't this whole story start with you? Yeah. Yeah. He does. Is he just talking about... What does he mean? Is he just talking about Grisha starting by taking Faye outside the walls, and that's kind of what started the whole thing? Right. Or is, is there, there something else? Is there more meaning else? to it that mm-hmm. we don't understand yet? Okay. So then, so Zeke drops his next line. He says, if the attack titan has the power to transcend time, you could show him the memories which suited you to alter the past. Okay. This is basically, can, again, if, if Zeke is doing what we think he's doing, he's kind of explaining what the theory he's was. He's pulling an Armin right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of explaining he's to us, the telling viewer. telling us what's going on. That it's it's unique that the Attack Titan is able to see memories of, uh, glimpses, as, as it were, that's what was said, glimpses of memories from the future Inheritor. We know that Kruger had some of that. We know, obviously, now that Christian's had some of that, but... This goes a step further because Aaron has the founder, right? And then when he touches Zeke, he's able to actually go through all the memories. And not just all the memories, he's able to essentially pick and choose which memories he sends back to Grisha. Okay, so he actually kind of like, like I said, Zeke sort of puts this all together for us. And he says, Father hesitated to carry out the restorationist mission, okay, which we saw last episode. He, he found the, uh, temp, the um, temple thing. Oh, Kruger says you started this story. Yeah, back in season three. But he says it to he says it to Grisha, right? But is he? How is he talking? Why is it just because he married a royal? I think he says that right before he says you got to save Armin and Mikasa. I think I think he says Mm. yeah. Interesting. So Grisha's like so we think Zeke was tossed around or 
Reiner was tossed around as a kid, but like maybe like Grisha is like the most tossed around of anybody because he, <laughs> the Kruger's making him do stuff, and now Aaron's making him do stuff. <laughs> it's just getting weird. So he says, uh, "Yeah, you could show him the memories which just suited you." Uh, he hesitated to carry out the restoration mission. So remember, he found the um, the like temple thing mm-hmm. way sooner, right? And then he could have just gone right in there. Well, he we could have done it right then. We don't. We think if everybody was down there. Yeah, or he could have just camped down there until they showed up. Yeah, because and... the owl told him to go steal the founders. You know, he told him that yeah. was his mission, and he didn't do it. Well, okay. So my question is now, again, we don't know who or what was down there when Grisha went the first time. What I'm assuming was down there was Frida inheriting from Ooh, uh, from Yuri. her uncle. Yeah. Yuri, yeah. So if if. I th- that's what I'm assuming he's down there so that was why he was like there at that time but then he didn't do it maybe that wasn't maybe that was maybe that wasn't I don't know what I do know is that what you said last episode made a lot of sense is the reason they were all down there the second time is because they were hiding down there in their white robes waiting to be to be crushed by yeah Marley. crushed and justice was to be done I do have a problem with all of this and I understand maybe this will unlock something maybe not Paris says he said it to uh, Aaron when he was depressed and demoralized after his comrades and Dana returned into Titans, he wasn't going to carry on. He needed to say it to like, Hey, you, you started this, like yeah. finish it, see it through type of deal. Um, mighty germ says Kruger also says something to the effect of even if you die, even after you die. I don't remember if I, if I caught that from the mm-hmm. first one, but interesting. Do you think it's possible that they were all in those white robes down there because Frida was about to pass her power on to one of her brothers? It would have been, I think it would have been too soon in terms of time, but mm. maybe. Yeah, it's Because we actually don't know when the Yuri handoff to mm. Frida. Kenny was. was still alive, though, when Yuri um, hands it off to Frida. Yes. Yeah. So was it 13 years? I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Oh, come on. More Kenny, please. Kenny! Please get some more of that. Okay, so he says... Um, Okay, he knew he couldn't use the founder, but uh, he knew he couldn't use the founder even if he stole it, but he did steal it and he entrusted it to you. So again, the suggestion here is that even that part he wouldn't have done without without, without influence Aaron's influence, Aaron. future influence on him. Like that's the real question. Now that's an actual question, though. Like would Grisha? Because here's the thing: is I always assumed Grisha was towards the end of his term, mm-hmm. and that's why he passed it down to Aaron in a hurry like that. But maybe he wasn't. Maybe Aaron. Maybe Grisha could have carried on. Maybe you know what I'm saying. Like maybe you could have like a totally different attack on Titan. You know, anime Universal. where Grisha stays alive for a little while and explains stuff to him, and then passes the power on to him, or maybe not even to him. Maybe he passes it to someone else. It, it, I'm just saying it could have played out very differently. So do you think that like stealing the founder? And then giving because he does steal the founder, and literally the next thing he does is he goes and gives it to Aaron. Yeah, because he's at the end of Who's his term. Who's only ten? He is at the, the end of his term. Are we sure of that? He's real close. We he, he's got to be close. He might be with, like kind of the way Zeke is, where he's within his last year. Mm-hmm. year That's and what a I half. think. I think the so time, he might have been able to keep it a little longer. Because if he got it, and then took goes directly three, inside the walls, mm-hmm. meets Carla. Let's give that you know a, a year, year, year or so before they're yeah. pregnant with Aaron, and then Aaron comes out, and then Aaron's. About so twelve or thirteen, when the the um 
the wall breaks down and then it's another 10, though, no because he? he joins the, the core at 14 that's the age that they're allowed to do it yeah aaron or 15 uh, 14 Major 15. paul says since aaron was 12 when the walls came down. okay so yeah that would 12. make sense okay, so okay, he's okay. in his like gotcha. final year of having the titan so maybe it would make sense that he was going to pass it on anyway was he 10 when he stabbed the guys then why is that in my head never mind let's continue sorry for at some any reason rate. the age 10 is in my head I, no it could be he's not 10 somewhere between is it so he was nine oh, when he, he was ten. Guys. He was okay. ten when the walls were attacked. So that is why ten's in my head. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, but they specifically say in the episode you join the cadet corps at fourteen. It's not twelve. It's not that young, is it? I'm almost. I'm like ninety because we just watched that part of season one where they join and they like say something about being fourteen. It was, it was 12. twelve. Damn, twelve-year-olds join the. Cadet he was corps? like fifteen when they graduate. Dang. I think. Uh, All right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I remember that. I think I remember that. Because yeah. it takes three years to go through cadet training. Man. So he was 12. But that gives that gives him enough time. It gives Grisha enough time to get to the walls, yeah. establish an identity, so right? Yeah. Start to become a doctor and okay. then meet somebody and then so get married. So Grisha's under pressure to, to give the Titan away anyway. But Zeke here is, again, suggesting that like the reason he gives it to Aaron is because Aaron like persuaded him to. And I'm starting to wonder... like. There's got to be a mix of things here. Like yes. it's not like it's not like Grisha's just a puppet. Like Grisha is trying to do. He still stuff. chooses to do it. I think the thing that he's most disturbed about is that I had to kill the, the children and like you kind of made me do like stuff. You made me violate stuff that I wouldn't have done. Yeah, you basically said to me, "This is the only way that LDA can be restored, so I have to do this." But I really don't want to do this. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, so he continues on. Um, Let's see. He says because, yeah. Sorry. He 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 gave you the he entrusted the founder and founding titan to you because of what he'd seen in the future. Something you showed him. Again, he's just kind of going into this whole thing of like you showed him some things, but not everything, which we know happened. Grisha actually goes on and says, uh, "Why won't you show me everything? Why won't you show me?" Yeah. Um, if Carla's all right or if not. Carla's okay. The, that I still don't understand the wall. Like, if what does he say exactly? He says if the walls, when the walls. Were came breached. down, were breached. If Carla's okay, yeah. there's like a third thing in there. Because Aaron would know all of that because he's an adult now. He's yeah. seen it, and so he could he show Grisha it. any of it, but he chooses to show Grisha only the things that are keep to keep him motivated on the mission that he wants him to accomplish. But my, So why not show him that? Don't you think that would motivate him and be like, oh, these bastards. When like, the walls are destroyed, he won't maybe, show him the rumbling. Oh. I just realized that because what he actually says, he doesn't say... Any, he says when the walls are destroyed. The only time that happens is the rumbling. We just saw that at the end of the episode. All three But he walls. mentions Carla too. And like, yeah, he does mention He Carla. doesn't want to show... Aaron. I mean, I can understand why Aaron wouldn't want to show his dad his mom getting eaten. Like That, yeah, okay. that would destroy right, him. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't be, be able mission. to do anything after mess. that. He'd be wrecked forever. And even... I mean, maybe he showed Grisha the rumbling after the walls are destroyed. Or maybe he didn't. Yeah. But... Dang. But the point is, Aaron's only showing him. Oh, yeah, look, somebody said when the walls are destroyed. Yeah. He's only showing what he wants to lead him on the path in order for him to do his mission. And that that is definitely a form of manipulation. Yeah, Yeah. no question about it. I was mentioning this when we were watching this. It's just like Lord of the Rings. When Elrond shows Arwen, Mm -hmm. there's a future, but the future is sad because, you know, Aragorn's going to die at some point. Yeah. And you're going to be alone. It's going to be really sad. And she goes, oh, okay, there's no hope for me here. But then. She later on sees another glimpse of the future and she says, wait a second, there's a child. There is hope. You didn't show me the whole story. And if we mm-hmm. have the whole story, we can change our perspective and make another decision. But if only we, if all we have is what someone can show us, they can pretty easily manipulate us 
if if that's right. what the future could look like. Yeah, they only give you bits of information. Like it kind of yeah, yeah. It's sort of um, they call it lying by omission, mm-hmm. where you intentionally leave out important details or yeah, you only give specific details. It happens in the news all the time to be perfectly honest. Like it happens all the time. Like people only report on certain things and just forget to report conveniently forget to report the other side of the story. So you only get bits of bits and pieces of information. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, you know, it also, the way that Grisha was acting when he catches up with Aaron and, passes on his titan i always wondered like what is wrong with him because the way he was acting towards super urgent he was like almost detached and like this child does not like you and like it's because he knows what aaron's gonna become yeah and he's like he's not like you keith like aaron's different and he doesn't give any aaron any instruction we're like why didn't you give him any instruction we're like he doesn't need to i mean he he does give him some but it gives him this much well, he's so telling he him about him, he doesn't tell him about the founder of the walls. He's telling him about the past. He's telling about the outside. Like, the anything will guide you. The memories will guide you. Actually, the memories. All will guide he you, tells yeah. you is the memories will guide you. Whose memories? Aaron's memories will his guide him. His own memories. <laughs> his own memories that he gave to his father. So they he mean, can see his like, own future. Aaron yeah. doesn't need instruction because Aaron's the one instructing. Yeah, that's the crazy part about the whole thing. We thought it was all upside down. Yeah, it's so, well okay, but and like, I remember Aaron leading like, up to the end of season three is. Aaron without knowing the future. Right. Everything after, after that, that is Aaron, is Aaron having already seen his own future. Also, there it explains why Grisha is so devastated and crying because now he knows Carla's not alive because Aaron told him. Yeah. No, we think uh, in the comments, we, we do think that he shows the rumbling to, to Grisha. That's why he's saying you have to stop I've him. seen something. I, it's I, so I, terrible. Yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah. I didn't think it would be quite that terrible is basically what he says. Yeah. About the future that he sees. Okay, so 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 Aaron responds to him and says, "I'm grateful, brother. This is only possible because you brought me into Dad's memories." Um, hmm. That was what I was trying to say last episode. Is that it, I feel like I fleshed this idea out more after the podcast, so maybe I didn't say it this clearly, but it seemed obvious to me after the fact that so like Zeke asked Aaron, "Like, what are your intentions? Like, why are we here? Like, what, what's your deal, basically?" And I'm like. His deal is that all the stuff that's happening, all the quote influencing of Grisha that's happened, is because he touches Zeke. Like he couldn't do it without touching Zeke, getting to the past, going into Dad's memories. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron was looking forward to all that thing, all that stuff happening, so he could go into Dad's memories and then project and speak to his father and give those memories to his father, so his father could act and behave a certain way. So it's like Zeke is an unwitting accomplice to Aaron's power move here which is to make sure that Grisha does those things. Now, the thing is, there is a logical, there's a logical break here. And it's the first time in the show that, that it's happened that, that I am not sure what the, like, I'm not sure there is an explanation for it. So maybe I just have to go with it. But here's what I'm saying. Is that anytime you get into this version of time travel, you you, you get a loop, mm-hmm. right? Because, again, let's just work our way through seasons one, two, and three. There's Grisha, he gives his time to Aaron, and then like what I'm saying is the the events of seasons one through three are a are as normal time, and then you discover like oh well you can see some of the future, but the thing is is like those events of the past have already happened in the past. They don't need to be manipulated or changed because they already happen. They're already set unless they're not set. What I'm saying is okay. So let's see here. I, I want to get to this part. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just we'll just okay. I'm gonna read a couple lines here and see if I can make this point. Okay. It, 
he says, uh, I'm grateful, brother. It's only possible you, uh, you because you brought me into dad's memories. Uh, and then Zeke responds says, yeah, he said things wouldn't go my way. Aaron responds again. He says, I saw, yeah, I saw it four years ago. I saw my, my own future through his memories. What a sight it was. Right? So my point is that like, and I did say this last time, is that Aaron is not, Aaron can't see the future. He can just see, uh, or what he saw rather, was the future that his self sent back to his dad. And the only reason he's able to do that is because he touches Historias, because he has the founder, right? So Aaron's Mm -hmm. unique because he has the founder and the attack type. So that's what gives him this unique ability. The question is, and Aaron says, yeah, I saw it four years ago. I saw my own future and what a side it was. And Zeke kind of later says the same, a similar line, which is, what future did he see? Because is it set or is it not set? Meaning, perhaps the future that Aaron saw was one where things didn't go his way. You know what I'm saying? Like he can see that, that it, like if it's set, if it's inevitable, he sees the future, and that's why he's so catatonic all the time. Because he's like, well, it's just it's inevitable. It's just going to happen the way it's going to happen. I know that I get what I want. I know exactly what moves to make in order to get to the place I need to go. So there's that element of it, sure, or vice versa. The other is is, is possible. He sees a future where things don't go his way. He doesn't okay. get the results he wants. So so premise one is we're operating on the fixed timeline. Yes. The kind of the loop where you can never change it. It'll mm-hmm. always be the same. Yeah. And which is interesting because if Grisha doesn't get the memories from from Aaron, he doesn't do he doesn't do what he needs to do to get Aaron those memories. Yes. Therefore Aaron can't send them back. And so That's what I'm saying. Everything kind of a, falls apart. It's kind of a weird loop, right? Yeah. Which, which came first, chicken or the egg. We're in this loop. It mm-hmm. has to be this in this loop in the fixed timeline. But you're saying hypothetically, now we we think that's what we're operating off of. Yeah. So the assumption we have is not, it, it differs. But premise two is it's a dynamic timeline. Correct. Which therefore maybe in a alternate reality, Aaron sees that things don't go his way and he knows what he has to do in order to try to change them. Yeah. What I'm saying is when he says what a side it was, right now I'm kind of thinking, okay, well he's talking about the rumbling and how insane everything was and so on and so forth. But but on the different on the other side of the coin, what if what a side it was, maybe he sees himself not as like having accomplished his goals and he goes to war with Eldia and gets killed in the process and somebody else takes his Titan and like things just don't you know what I mean, they just don't work out like he thought they were going to. What if that's what I'm saying when he kissed his story's hand, he sees all of that and is like, I've got to basically I've got to correct. I have to correct course, course here. Yeah, and the only course. way to do that is to like Go back and, and and or to meet up with Zeke, get into the paths, meet the found, you know, do the founder thing, go back into my dad's memories and show him things from my, show him selectively things that I want him to see so in that he'll alter the way that he does things. But yeah. it's like it, there is a logical gap there, and I just it is bothering me. Maybe I just yeah. got to deal with it. We're, we're definitely operating off the principle that's a fixed timeline. And this is always how it was going to be. And Aaron was always going to send himself back, even though he didn't technically couldn't have those memories yet until yeah. time played out. Um, however, you're right. It's not, it's not time travel. It's not, it's just the memories are being sent and those memories, which are being sent from the future, then impact the way the characters go, but it happens to impact them exactly the same way. They've always been impacted. And therefore the timeline is fulfilled. Perfectly. Right. Yeah. Right. It's inevitable. I am yeah. inevitable. Uh, Zeke does make a cle- clever observation. Aaron doesn't know everything about the future. Ever- Aaron hasn't seen everything. Right? Yes. No, I agree because this has to be the case. So the only thing, so again, season three, Aaron sees the future. The only things he could have seen are the things that his future self 
sent back mm-hmm. to his dad. And if mm-hmm. he didn't send all of it, he only sent some of it, there is a, there's a limitation to exactly what he saw. Plus, here's the thing is, Aaron only lives for so long. Aaron himself can only see so much, therefore he can only send back so much. So what happens after Aaron, which is why they keep hinting at this, even after you die, it seems that there's certainly a a limit. There's a post-Aaron world, and yeah. we don't know what that is. And my hunch is Aaron does not live for the full 13 years. My hunch is this year, yeah. very shortly, yeah, he's, his life ends. He's done. So everything and, that he's seen... And if there's no other Attack Titan, so we already discussed this, but if there is no other Inheritor, if he's the final Inheritor of the Attack Titan, he has no other future memories to go off of anyway. Yes. And if that's the case, then Aaron is trying to do everything he can in order to carry out this plan, which he's seen in the future, which will accomplish what he believes to be his goal, but he's going to be dead. So he doesn't know what his goal will truly accomplish. And mm. he thinks he's purging the world in order to create this utopia for Eldians. And hypothetically, you kill that many people, society can't function. Yeah. Um, so may- so maybe he's actually creating they hell. Fall, they fall back into the Dark Ages mm-hmm. and like, yeah. <laughs> dang. Yeah. It's possible. Okay. So let's see here. Um, what a side it was. Okay. So then Zeke gives the command. He says to Ymir, he's like, make the, make the uh, Eldians unable to bear children. She starts to walk away towards the coordinate, which sort of tells me that she's got to go inside of the, the, the coordinate paths there in order to kind of alter, like, you know, when they give the command to alter memories or alter the, the Eldians. So also, can we just now establish I was wrong on that one? Because I was like, I don't think she has the actual power to do that. Maybe she does. Hmm. She's, it seems like she's got something. The power to do what exactly? To alter the actual physical elements oh, of yeah, yeah, Eldians. Yeah, yes, yeah. She's gonna she's gonna do it when Zeke gives her the command. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she's she does going turn to go do it. She turns to go walk towards the towards the pass or whatever, and um, Aaron is concerned here again. This is the first these last few episodes. The first time we've seen him like, <gasps> like have emotions. Yeah, he's like urgent about something. Like he doesn't know exactly how things are gonna go, and he says. Um, she starts to walk away. He goes, ah, oh, the coordinate. Like, that's his first thing. He sees the mm-hmm. coordinate. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, yeah, this is where he says, Grisha told me, please stop, Aaron. So it's getting even weirder now because now the past is communicating with the future. Because now Zeke is now sending that memory through Aaron to, sorry, Grisha is sending that memory through Aaron to Zeke. Yeah. Now the future is being influenced by the past as opposed to the the. And this is what we call in Doctor Who wibbly wobbly. <laughs> Timey wimey. Timey wimey. Oh, okay. I'm my brain is like bending in half right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly. He says he told me he regretted listening to you, as as if Aaron did wasn't standing right there. Yeah, but I think if Zeke's just like kind of putting it all together for us. Yeah, and that's when he yeah we already covered this. He says you don't know what um you don't know what future you saw through through your through father's memories, uh, but you didn't see everything right. Uh, you didn't know that you couldn't use the founder's power here. You're just as powerless as ever. What a... Except... Okay, but what a stab at Aaron, who, season one, gets kidnapped. Mother's mother's died. He's powerless to stop it, right? Then, sorry, yeah. then he gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And uh, season two gets kidnapped. And then yeah. season three, like, all, you know, like he's so powerless all the time. Multiple he's times, yeah. not able to do what he wants to do. And he's, he's, he hates it. He hates being weak. And he's trying so Even hard. Even when he's trying to teach himself how to transform into his Titan, he feels like an idiot. He can't, he can't do it do again it right. and again. Yeah. And so here's Zeke. Like, he doesn't probably know it, but he's like, 
I'm going to poke your button now, Aaron. You're powerless. Just Which powerless was a huge mistake been. because then yes. Aaron literally rips his own thumbs off just <laughs> to defy that statement. He's like, you think I'm powerless? <laughs> and just like busts yeah. out of his chain. It's a classic anime move here. It's like they, the, the bad guy says just the right thing to piss off the good guy just, just enough, enough to make him, him go to berserk enough to just be able to pull off the most pain. powerful thing ever. Like, Yeah. It's funny because Grisha says, you know, Aaron gets his way from here on out. Like, no one can oppose him, but he's pretty oppo- opposable. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got no opposable. He's definitely opposable. not opposable. Opposable thumbs. He's not opposable because he has no <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> Wow. He'll never I, hitchhike again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's less than a primate. He's less than human now. It's Thanks, finally guys. Hey, uh, if I killed you just then, just drop a comment in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'll leave. I'll leave after my dad jokes. So he he rips his thumbs off. He runs towards um, he runs towards Ymir. And then I want to get the and, next line. And Zeke, Zeke just chills. He's like, it's a pointless. You can't stop her. But, like, what but the heck is wrong with him? He's now. Has rec- he met Aaron? But they reversed roles. Yeah. Because that's what he just did. Like the last episode, Aaron was the gun going, this is it's impossible. impossible. Like, right. And like, he was all chill. Like, it's no thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Zeke's like, oh, you can't stop her. Like, he doesn't even get up and run. He doesn't. He's like, oh, it's such a sure thing. I'm like, that's, bro, that's uh, a little bit too prideful there. Yeah. He says, it's no use, Aaron. And he says this. Once Ymir has begun to move, no one in in this world can stop her. Which which world exactly? The plane the world? Past. The past world? Think, or like think, yeah. both the worlds? The desert of or sadness like... where Ymir lives? <laughs> uh, Nate the Great says, Aaron doesn't break the chains. He, he breaks, breaks his body yeah. to get free. This is a symbolization of Aaron's will to break himself in the pursuit of his dreams. Even if the, he cannot change the world. He's going to break it. I think this is a foreshadowing. We've seen this before. He'll break yeah. himself. Yeah. And this is going to happen in the end. He's actually going to end up dying, giving his life to mm-hmm. do what he's trying to accomplish, which he believes is freedom for everybody by killing a lot of people. Sounds a little familiar. Yeah, it does. It's like they have two, they're two these, sides of the same coin. These Jaegerist boys, man, I tell you. Yeah. Well, two, two opposite. Anyway. I don't like the world. I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah, the desert of sadness. Okay. Um, so... This next part, as I'm about to get into it, is the like Historia flashback. But what the f are we seeing here? Now, the reason I'm asking that is because we, the viewer, are getting a glimpse into the past, for which I'm very grateful. Thank God. I've been we've been dying, we've been drooling and arguing over what the actually happened (laughs) with the Ymir thing since season one. Really, since season freaking one, we were like, oh, it's maybe this is this. We had so many ideas. And what's interesting is we did put together a decent amount of this. Not all of it. Right. Some of this we definitely got, mm-hmm. you know, bits and pieces of it correct. Yeah. But not all of it. My question is, when Aaron just went and grabbed and hugged Ymir, is that him getting Ymir's memories? Is he now sharing memory with her? Is that why we're seeing this now? No. It, I It's, I think, so we see Historia and, what is her, Frida? Frida, yeah. Frida. And they're having a reading lesson. Yeah. And she's got the snotty nose because she has allergies. Poor thing. I understand. Anyway, <laughs> she goes, you need to be ladylike. And then she says, well, what does that mean? And then Frida tells her the story of Ymir. Yeah, but why are we seeing that right and now? And then we see the story of Ymir. Yeah, but I'm saying, why, like, is it, it, 
almost never in this show has it been like the past for the just for just for you it's, just for you guys the watchers will go back in time and I'll show you what was happening right every other time there's been a flashback it's always somebody remembering or recalling to themselves the events of the past I think it's because we will then have context for the weird crap that happens to Aaron's body after he comes back no I agree I'm saying that like it doesn't make this would be the first time to show that they they've broken the third wall like that or right. whatever they call it, broke the fourth right. wall. Right. It cuz it does feel like that. It looks like Isayama is finally going, "Now let me tell you what really happened without the propaganda." But they're making a point is because he grabs onto Ymir. That's so what I he's think. he's seeing her memories. That's what I think. Memories. I think Aaron is seeing her memories as Frida's telling his story of the story. Is that is that Yeah, I think he touches her and like, you know, it's a dream within a dream, it's inception style. They go into another like memory session layer that of- can take years. In the ty- inside of the memory, but then why bring Historia takes- and yeah. Frida into it at all? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. And those says because anime flashbacks are always the answer. You're overthinking it. Yeah, they kind of are. So there, I don't know. It just because of how weird everything looked and the whole time it seemed like a story. It seemed like a story. It seemed like Frida was telling Historia a story, and then Aaron was. Aaron holding on to Ymir was just. I just think it's a storytelling device they're using to kind of show you what happened. I agree, but it's because of the memories. What I'm saying is that Aaron has the founder Mm -hmm. in him, which means he has Frida's memories. Okay, and so the reason we're able to see Frida's, the reason we're able to see Frida's memories, or sorry, his the scene of the story is because it's from Frida's Frida's memories, right? But the thing is, is that in theory, those memories go. All the way back, two thousand years into the because past. they're the founder, they're the original bloodline, they're yeah. the Fritzes, right? That's yeah. that's who they actually are, and so we're able to go way the heck back and like understand more. So what I'm saying is, pos- it's possible that. And here's the other thing: is Aaron at the end of this says, "This I'm who you've been waiting for this whole time." Where they mm-hmm. were like, "You've been waiting for somebody for two thousand years." I think that it's possible that in this moment where he touches her, she's communicating with him. This is her version of of communicating with. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the attack titan, with whoever the, the 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 freedom fighter, like this is her version of, of of doing that, and she's able to send again selectively the memories that she's like, you know, what I'm saying like it's at least possible. Hmm. Maybe there's too much there. Yeah, Minder Paul thinks that it's just to show the parallels between Historia and Ymir. Yeah, and in no, as a story thing, I get the device. I'm just saying like why like, we noticed a bunch of parallels, like even the point oh, the part where Ymir is taking the blame for something she didn't do yeah and our ymir historia as a ymir does the same thing yeah and yeah. sacrifices herself and then in the end she gets nothing but more suffering as a result of that and just well, loses we'll more. get to it we'll get to it i want to go through this thing like line by line because there's just like a ton of there's a ton of history stuff right. here so it starts out with frida and historia we've already seen this yeah frida's you know wipes her nose like you're saying the whole thing and um she says the, the reason that that was important. Sorry, just to get back to that real quick and cap that off. The reason that was important is because every time we hear somebody's version of what happened, we as viewers are like you question it. I, I we have to question it because everyone has their own version of what happened. You know the the massacre of that one city versus no, you know Ymir never did that. Well, Only know, good things happened, right? We it's, know the altered versions of history have been shared because the v- history of the walls was altered inside of the walls and. 
Helos wasn't even real, and the Tiber family had lied to everybody about the whole so deal. Like, we pretty know sure Helos been... was just that guy who throws the spear. And, well, no, because Helos she... was the Great Titan War, which is a hundred years ago. We're, maybe, we're watching something from two thousand years. But ago. maybe yeah. the idea came from that's what I'm know, saying. A, a I think that was probably of the name of the guy ago. who throws okay. that spear, and they just used that okay. anyway, for their property. So yeah, you the, I, the spear. The okay, idea right, is I'm with you. Yeah. the idea is that we're skeptical because we're like, who's showing us this memory? If it's somebody who's not the actual memory of it then is it skewed and is it propaganda? But because the way they showed us, show it to us, I think they're the, the, it looks honest to me. It looks honest. It's like, no, here's what really happened. So we can fully believe it without having to have our like guard up as we go. Yeah. And like, no, this, this is all like to me, especially when we get to the water scene with you, this looks the most similar to what uh Cassava said. He's like, she mm-hmm. touched something in the water mm-hmm. and he didn't know what it was. And she didn't who, even really would? touch it. She was dead. She drowned. And that thing attached itself to her. I think she was still alive, but I think yeah. she's still just they barely alive. They show the bubbles leaving her mouth, and she goes limp. She freaking drowned. She was drowning, yeah. And I, I, I think, think she, she was alive. I think she was in that final, like, you yeah, know, she was bit dead, of consciousness or but her brain was still flickering its last flickers. Okay, so, all right, so I want to go through this line by line. So she says, you need to learn to be more ladylike, and she goes, what does that mean? Which is a cute callback because poor Historia, her... <laughs> She's a bastard child and it's rejected and like has no, like she's just alone on this farm and her mom's all like catatonic and messed up and it's just, it's very like sad. So she says, what does that mean? She goes, oh, well, you should be more like her. And she points to a scene that is still yet unexplained, which is Ymir handing an apple, making a deal with the devil. To a demon. To a demon. And that's what we've heard before. Yep. Is that some version of that? So that's what I was expecting is that we would go back and see some even exchange. when we saw we've seen the the like the flashes of the creature in the water before mm-hmm. but even when we saw that twisted gnarled tree she goes into I was like is there going to be some kind of demon like is are they going to pull some like weird thing on us well okay so that's they have it correct in like the, in the kind of the old booking books mm-hmm. that we've seen they have it correct with like the gnarled tree that's in there mm-hmm. and Ymir's in there but the the devil creature thing that's the part that I'm like did that just become legend? Like, I, I don't know how that got in there. Anyway, so it shows it shows Historia, and then it kind of like, or sorry, it shows the page of the book, and then it goes into the actual, like, memory. So we see this young Ymir. She's just a poor girl. She's just a, a normal small town farm girl, girl with her little, living happily. Living in, in a lonely village. world. And then crazy things happen. Smell of wine and cheap perfume. Um... <laughs> So then, okay, so she, she, we see her, and the bucket is like one of the first things I noticed. She's just a peasant girl, honestly. Yeah, she is. She's a peasant. She's just living. She's kind of just average nobody. Life. And it's, so here's what I'm saying is, um, well, we'll get to it. Okay, so she, she has the bucket full of water, and that's the thing she like pulls out. And so that's yeah. like part of her memory. Her, that's her last like happy memory, because right as she does that, the soldiers mm-hmm. roll up. Mm-hmm. They ransack the village. Burn her village. They burn this place to the ground. They Kill put people in shackles, and they are like cutting tongues out. Like they are full on like taking these people. Like they kill the old ones, <laughs> take the young ones, and um, let's see. Do so we think that they th- cut her tongue out? Yes, I think so. Possibly. Yeah. That's why she can't speak. So I want to put uh, Frida's lines together. Frida says she's always thinking about other people because she's so kind. Mm-hmm. Um, this world is full of pain and suffering, so you should live in such a way uh, to be helpful to everybody. 
Um, and so she's saying that as we're watching this like horrible young girl's experience, and it Frida's it, it version. Kindness. That's what I said. The Frida's version of be kind like her because she she was she um the world is full of cruelness or whatever. So you should live in such a way to be helpful to everybody. When you go back and you like that's what Frida's saying, but what we're watching is the opposite of that. She's yep. doing what she's told because she has to. She's forced into it. She's a slave. She's literally put into slavery and forced to do stuff. And then later, yeah, when she takes the blame, like she's not trying to be like kind and whatever to everybody. She just has nothing. She has nothing else to go off of. That's just her whole life. Her the only existence she's ever known is one where she's in like indentured servitude like she has to do what she's told even when they all point the finger at her and she's on the ground she doesn't have any way to say no it wasn't me she yeah. has no way to defend herself because everyone and agrees. it seems like she accepts it but she doesn't really have a choice yeah so so this scene so the, I, i'm gonna take a, a, a wild guess here too and say he says one of you let the pig es- let a pig escape uh, if nobody fesses up everyone loses an eye slaves have no need for two Okay, very tyrannical, very, you know, what a rulership. I think the pig escaping thing may come back around. Maybe. I almost, I just feel like almost everything in this little montage is going to come back around because a lot of it already has. Yeah. Already has a connection to the future. Yeah. Um, so they all, yeah, they all point at her and he says, um, are you not the one? And she looks around, everybody's pointing at her and she sort of just like bows and like, and takes it and accepts it. And I kind of made the observation that maybe her parents died in the whole raid thing because you would at least hopefully assume her parents weren't like, yeah, it was definitely her. Like, we'll just save her own skin. Like I, I have a feeling there was like, they kept showing this old woman at the beginning when the village, like mm-hmm. she was walking with an old woman. I mm-hmm. think she was being raised by her grandmother and her grandmother died because they show the old woman dead, yeah. dead on the ground. Yeah. So it makes sense that she's an, she's an orphan. She's alone in the world. She's got nothing else going for her. Mm-hmm. And so she, she takes, the, she takes this blame. She takes the guilt and he says, very well, you are free, in quotation marks. Um, can we do the callbacks here, the Ymir and the Aaron callbacks? Yeah. He thinks it's yeah. okay. So this is a great parallel between- Let's do the Ymir stuff first. Our Ymir that we, that we knew and this Ymir where you're thrust in this position you didn't choose, you didn't want. Uh, Ymir is dressed up like a queen. They say that she has royal blood. They say she's a god or whatever. Yeah, all from, se- all from season one. Yeah. Right? And they say- Everyone's worshiping her and she's like, everyone has hope. Everyone has peace. Everyone has joy because they're worshiping her and they think that she's truly somebody and she, she likes to feel this way, but she also likes to bring meaning to these people. These guards come in, they round everybody up and they're going to like, like who started this or whatever, you know, what's the deal? And she takes the blame for everybody. You know, she allows herself to be, to take the blame for everybody else. She doesn't say, they put me up to it. I'm just some random street urchin. They blame her first, and then she doesn't. They literally point to her. Remember, they all, like, they point back towards her. They're like, it's her. And she just, yeah, kind of bows. She doesn't talk much. She just sort of takes it. She just Mm -hmm. sort of accepts it. And then they take her, and they make her, like, they make her the sacrifice. They turn her into a titan. And then what's interesting is she goes into the titan titan form, and she recalls those memories because she ran around for 70 years. You think, this is an interesting, I've never realized this before, but basically everybody else in the show who's a shifter became a pure titan and then right away got there uh inherited the next titan so they, yeah. they detransformed she's one of the only ones she's the only one that i know of to who, be a pure titan for that to long. be a pure titan for decades to be on the paths just wandering maybe you know or whatever who knows yeah so she's like the oldest one now okay having said that now a porco has the jaw titan 
He's inherited it. I wonder if we're going to get a little bit more of like... You mean Falco. You mean Falco, Falco, sorry. Yeah. Falco inherited it from Porco. Yeah. I just have to wonder, like, are we going to get anything... Like, ah, can we go back into her memories a little bit? and Because uh, she's the oldest... Um, she, she was like... She was a pure titan the longest of anybody. Yeah, she was a pure titan changed. the longest, and she was essentially the oldest the person oldest walking titan. around. Yeah. By the time she's walking around with the scouts and cadets and stuff like that, she's older than anybody. Because mm-hmm. she had her, her original she life as a young woman. She was like close to 100 <laughs> Plus 70 years, years plus a few years now as a as a shifter so yeah, yeah. Um, the king tells Ymir you are free it's a key line of dialogue because of this Ymir in her trauma associates the word free with being hunted being in pain being violated by strange organisms mm-hmm. so it's no surprise that being a slave is actually safer and like a more comfortable place than being free than being quote free great comment Nate the Great so, so there's a ton of parallels because here's the thing is the Ymir that we know from season one, too, they even like called her that. But like we now kind of understand that this was like a subsect within Marley who were trying to resurrect or trying to like worship the original like Ymir. They were kind of restorationists, but like OG restorationists. Yeah. So question, do you think that those wall religion restorationist people knew had some... the attack titan? Do you think that they knew? Mm. Are they connected to Kruger in some way? I wonder. Interesting. We always thought there was some connection, but they gave us nothing for three seasons. So Maybe we were like, they okay. were the tribe in which that was hidden within Marley, the attack titan. They were passing it around. That's what I mean. It's possible. It's at least possible. Um, okay, so the other callback here is uh, you are free, and it says it in like quotation marks. So I think I might save that to the end because it's part of my prediction for the next episode. Okay, but that's Aaron's jam. I'm freedom. free. I am free. Right. And, the and, freedom fighter. Yeah. And then here, Ymir is like a permanent slave. Yeah. And Aaron's like, no, permanently free. They've got these counter ideologies that yeah. they're coming to a head at the, in the past. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to save my like last little bit on that to the end. Cause it's, it has to do with my prediction for next episode. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we get a team where she's running through the forest they, she already has an arrow on her back. She's already bloodied up, which is the most horrendous thing. Like the, the treatment of children. These people put. Oh God, it's so. King Fritz is the devil, if you ask me. Well, yeah, like, like child soldiers. All of this stuff is. He's so, cutting out people's tongues and like he's just sitting there like. It's pretty horrible. It's pretty horrible. So she, go hunt you this do little that girl. Back? Well, not yet. We haven't seen that part yet. The king. Where he's like this. Yeah, we haven't seen okay, that part yet. Right. We're we're getting there. Um, okay, so she's running. She's running. She had the arrow in her back. She gets hit by another one in the leg. Uh, they're sending the dogs after her, which is maybe a reference again Faye. to Faye and that whole thing. I don't know. Uh, they're all, of course, they're all on horseback. This is just sport for them, which is the worst thing I've ever seen. So she falls down and sees the blood on the flower. Okay, which is one of her last like memories, is seeing some of her own blood on this little white she's daisy. She's one of Levi's last memories. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a call back to Levi laying in the gr- on the ground, seeing blood, his own blood on flowers. On the gra- is it on the grass or that's on the flowers? I think there's like purple flowers and grass. Oh. If only I knew more about flowers. I feel like Japanese people have a lot of oh, like, and then also love Zeke. for flowers. Zeke saw that too when he got blown up. They both do. Zeke's last memory. He sees blood on a flower. Dang. So, dang, there's got to be something there. Okay, so at any rate... Yeah. She sees uh, this tree, the gnarled looking tree that kind of looks like the, it looks very much like the coordinate, like the paths and stuff. So she sees that there's a weird cave entrance uh, at the root of it. She walks in. Uh, the soldiers are still looking for her, mind you. They're still on horseback, like looking around for her. Uh, she slips down. She falls slowly into the water. We kind of get this slow-mo thing of her falling in. She's a little girl. How could she swim anyway? Um, 
and then this weird spine looking it looks like a distant a sea deep sea creature it's like an iridescent yeah wispy Thing. It also Ooh. looks like a what? What are those things under the microscope? Like a yeah. protozoa, amoeba. Yeah, it amoeba. Looks like a amoeba. amoeba. Yeah, it's coronavirus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she got the COVID. Okay, so she she gets touched by the thing in the water, and it doesn't. I, what I was expecting was for it to like I was because it looks like a spine in a rib cage already, like the way that the, the creature looks. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to like you know fold along her spinal line and then wrap itself around her and then that's what was but it just like the little spines the little it takes uh, its fingers. long tendrils and like goes up and connects but all. it just barely touches her and it then connects yeah. boom 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 and then as soon as the last one connects to the nape of her neck uh-huh. that's when everything that's when it the light it's comes. called a hallucinogenia hallucin what the oh the creature you're thinking of yeah what it's based off a real creature. Yeah, it looks, it looks like, like a real something, in, something like, that I've Channel. seen. Yeah. yeah. Like oh. deep sea creature or something. What's the, uh, a planet Earth? You ever see those? Yeah. yeah. They have the, one of the ocean ones. Well, they have a whole series called the Deep Blue Planet or something like that. It's called Blue Planet. Yeah. Blue Planet, yeah. And so, yeah, they do all the deep sea creatures. There's definitely a handful that look similar to this. Yeah, but the weird part is they don't they don't tell us what it is. And even in the in the panel... They go, yeah, it could be a creature that could be a god. It could be that took pity on Ymir. Whatever it was. You know what it wasn't? A devil-looking creature taking an apple. (laughs) It wasn't her making a deal. Yeah, it wasn't a crouching demon talking to her. It was just, she literally had no say again. She fell into the water and something happened to her. I mean, I'm sure she wanted to live and not die. Which makes me pissed that they're constantly saying she made a deal with the devil. She did this, that, and the other thing. She didn't do anything and except be born. Subjects of Ymir, yeah. Yeah, as if she's the Ymir's one. will, yeah. And she didn't even have a choice over being born. Like I this poor know. girl had literally no say in how any part of her life happened. Yeah. yeah Whether or not she was going to be a mom, who was going to be the father of her kids, yeah. and the king giving her the reward of his seed. Oh yeah. my gosh, make me throw up. That was... Yeah, he's, he's definitely the devil. He is horrible. <laughs> he tells, yeah. I, I have a lot of thoughts on Fritz. We'll get to Fritz in a second. Okay, so I want to talk about her, like, her transformation. So she transforms. This we're familiar with, right? There's, like, lightning from heaven that kind of goes the up. The light looks like the paths. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And she transforms. It's the first, like, titan, we assume. The soldiers are there, and they're like, oh, my gosh. And, right, she's got the skeleton-looking face. My To she my mind. muscular neck. I think she has attributes of all the nine Titan powers that we've seen, more or less, mm-hmm. just in her form. She's got the skeleton, like hardened looking face. So that might be like the jaw or like the armor Titan. Yeah. She's huge, much bigger than, than the, some of the other ones. So some of the elements of Colossal, she's very strong. She's fast. She's female. Like there's kind of all these different attributes sort of wound up in there that I think get like spread. Okay. So now, now we get to the, now it starts to get really weird. So all the soldiers like point at her the um and the next cut is king uh fritz i guess we assume and it's him on the throne and he says uh you've done well my slave ymir and then it starts to show us like the these two soldiers lines of soldiers you know in like a war they're like lined up opposite each other and he says you've built roads uh you've cultivated the wild you've bridged mountains now my tribe aldea has grown large and as a reward i will give you my seed Okay, so a few, th- a bunch of things to know here. So much has happened. Number one, she transforms and doesn't just kill him. 
She doesn't kill the people who are hunting her. She doesn't go back and kill the king. No, she feels like she's a slave. The slavery is in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in the body. She's fully capable, but she thinks that she has to be enslaved mm-hmm. to somebody else. That is what the 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 um the Marleyan soldiers, um Reiner and Porco yes. yeah. and Pick and all of these people yeah. are basically that same exact thing because they, they are have so that same mindset. They're so beaten into slavery by Marley. They're so they're born into it. They literally live in a separated place. Like they're so brainwashed essentially their entire young lives their yeah. whole lives that when they have the opportunity to ha- gain this incredible war warfare like power instead of using it to turn on the people who've oppressed them they use it on behalf of the people who are controlling it's them. it's stockholm syndrome it's a type of of mental uh coping with the trauma that you've experienced and you think that this is the safest the safe place this is what you should do this is what you ought to do it's gabby all over again if i mm-hmm. if i kill these bad titans and the good the world recognizes as good titans right and it just shows it just goes to show you how powerful uh um, shame <laughs> shame and, and influence and, and 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 mind like brainwashing all can be to really change people's thoughts yeah so what i kind of wonder is like now everybody who's LDN after her, like quote the subjects of Ymir, do they like inherit some of that like sl- inherit some of that like slave mentality just from her naturally? If they're all like descendants of hers, do they kind of all like almost by default? Because you think about like the LDNs are essentially subjected and enslaved. Like yeah, they kind of go on and do war, right? Under Fritz, they do war. But I'm saying like they're enslaved inside of Marley. They're enslaved inside of the walls. They're like to keep your head down, don't question it, just go with it. Mm-hmm. Or like cattle stuck in here, but what different? You know, like they just maybe they're more. They have a uh, what's it propensity to just to go with with the flow because they've they come from Ymir, who is a yeah. Now, but then you get an Aaron, or you get a, a you know, I don't know, maybe even Mikasa if she's half felt the end. Not the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah. One thing difference between having royal blood and not. Yeah. Yes, the royal blood thing is not explained. There's, there's a okay. We do get a bunch of answers here, but there's a bunch of things we don't actually understand. Mm-hmm. Correct. We're gonna get to that in just one quick second. We're almost there. Okay, so, okay, the other thing. So she's, um, she doesn't kill them. She's, she's the slave. The, she's still a slave in her mind, so she obeys them. She builds roads, cultivates the wild, and bridges mountains. That we now know is true. It's true. Remember, we were receiving those two alternate yeah. histories: one from Marley, mm-hmm. one from Eldia. It turns out both were true. Yep. Yeah, she she does build bridges and make roads and connect people, and she also in, enables the Eldian military to brutally massacre everyone over, else. Yeah, and makes, and she makes rape them wealthy. and pillage the world. Right, because the unfortunately that she has the biggest gun and the, and the person wielding that biggest gun is not a righteous person. He's completely mm-hmm. wicked mm-hmm. and he's just going to do whatever he wants to do in order to enslave the whole world and, and, yeah. and rule. So both versions of history are true. So that's something I've been wondering for forever. I'm really glad we can see it and understand it now. Uh, one of the other things is one of the tribes that they're going up against is the tribe of Marley. Mm-hmm. So it's a, this is a 2000 year old feud, which is crazy because in, in most times in history, feuds can last this long, but the countries, most, yeah. countries change their names. Mm-hmm. Entry change their names way more yeah. often than this, right? Yeah. So Fran- Francia, you know, and um, Northumbria, and yeah. uh, you know, well, I always comment mm-hmm. like you study World War One. You ever? I okay. Side note: Go right now. Go well, not right now. Sometime go Google uh, Europe uh, in nineteen twelve, okay, or nineteen fourteen even, which is right before World War One. 
you won't even recognize half the quote nations on the map, let alone where the boundaries are. Like we think, oh yeah, modern Europe is just you know Germany. Like there was no, there wasn't a Germany. There were there was there was Germanic regions. There was there was Prussia and uh, the kingdom, the 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 Reinhard, what is it called, Rhine Republic or whatever. Like there, it it was not what you think. Austria, like it, mm-hmm. it's just not none of it's like what you think now. Like yeah, it changes a lot. And it's I mean, World War One was what. Uh, in the 1900s. Yeah, 1914 Early to 1917, 19, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so 100 years ago, yeah. and everything looked completely different in terms mm-hmm. of the names. Massively And then, and then you go back even before that, and same thing, like yeah. pre-Rome. Yeah, Africa, Rome. Yeah, there's all these different empires. <laughs> Babylon, like all these different empires, everything like definitely So they're at, in, in this war with Marley, and you see a Marleyan flag burning, and what's on the Marleyan flag? A seashell. A seashell. And this is what... Armin picks up, he picks a seashell up in the end of season three, and he looks at it right when he's looking across the sea. Marley's across the sea, Marley, yeah, they have the, the, the kingdom of the seashells. And, and we kind of wondered like what that symbolized. It, it obviously has a deeper meaning, but it's just kind of an interesting tie I in. I think it's their ocean. I think they live on the, the, the ocean, they live like near the sea, is probably something. Right, right. Um, Maestro's got a good question here. He's saying, you guys, uh, I feel like you guys are thinking the Ackermans are not Eldians. My understanding is that they are Eldians, altered to protect the king. Can anyone clarify? So, you know, I think you basically have it right. Yeah. We, that's what I thought. Yeah, we. It, it's not a hundred percent clear whether all Ackermans are Eldian or not, or what that really even means. But to be, to be sure, so uh, Levi, the two Ackermans we know of right now. So we've got Levi and we've got Mikasa. Um, Levi is a bastard child of. A, a prostitute's son, right? So she was Eldian, and he's an Ackerman. Or sorry, she sorry. His she, mom was Ackerman. Oh yeah, but his dad was almost definitely not. Like if she's a prostitute, like he's probably odds. just some random Eldian guy, just some normal Eldian. But Ackermans are Eldians. But we, yeah, that's what I think is actually also correct. We have, it wouldn't matter. They have to be now because we know that Mikasa is half Asian, and so the half of her that hears Aaron is the Ackerman half. It has to oh, be. Oh, good 100%. freaking point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. There, there we got the answer. I think. Um, the Marleans do look like the Roman Empire. So oh yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like the Marley should have won. They should have beat LD easily because they're more organized. They already had some roads. They already had like you can see they're kind of in the Bronze Age or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have and, flying ships. And LD was more of the barbarians, right? They're the barbarians that lived in the mountains, right? They're they're the ones who were these kind of like these wicked you know kings or whatever. And so they should, the Marleans should have crushed Eldia a long time ago, but the only reason they didn't was because of the power of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the really the power of the Titan, it's really just her, it yeah. seems like. Okay. Yeah. So she basically wins wars for these people. Uh, it seems pretty, pretty stinking clear. Um, oh, there's the last note on this. She's before King Fritz and she's like, I'll, I'll give you, I'll reward you with my seed. Uh, she's, she's grown now. So it's been, it's been some time. She's yeah. a little girl. She's now grown. It's been some, uh, at least a few years. She looks like a young woman. Um, in the name of Fritz, annihilate the people of Marley, right? That's when we see the flag and the seashell and the burning of the flag and so on and so forth. So the next scene we get is her uh, pregnant. This, the way that they illustrate this mm-hmm. looks just exactly like the last like time we saw Historia, mm-hmm. where she's just sitting on a chair on a porch, you know, pregnant, just hanging out Looking there. And you can't see her face. Sad. And you can't see much of her eyes or her face or whatever. It's kind of like all like dark. She's holding her tummy and she looks very depressed. Yes. In my opinion. Um, so she has the baby. Um, we see this kind of this montage of her like defeating armies. Like she transformed and freaking crushing with her hand. Um, then 
she has now we see her again with two children and then we see that now what we start to see is they're kind of building the LDN empire we see they build roads they build waterways they've got this big temple in like mm-hmm. a city and now she's got these three kids so she has obviously paved a way for this LDN like empire that's growing like you said they, they were kind it's of starting tribal to resemble before. the Roman empire now too yes and so or maybe the Grecian empire yes um, so now we see this scene where we've got the king. He's getting ready for some kind of ceremony or something. He's got a bunch of concubines around him, which is interesting that he's like, he's obviously not in love with her. She's his slave. He's like trying to like replicate her power. That's yeah. really all that's happening. That's the thing. Like, obviously it's complete. The whole situation is completely like disgusting to me. And yes, I hate it. Um, and he's like, Oh, I'm going to gift you my seed. And like, okay, I'm going to kill this kid. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but the thing that like hurt the most was after all of that at the very end of her life he still calls her a slave he never is like you're my queen you're the mm-hmm. source of my power you know together we're gonna yeah. do all these things he never like ever saw her as anything mm-hmm. other to be to be used she was never the queen of which anything. is which is how how true about every person who holds a titan power mm-hmm. they, they're just seen as you know from marley marley a sees tool. them as a tool to be used right mm-hmm. even, even Eldians are, are often are seen as a tool aaron's been seen as a tool that's to what be i'm saying used. aaron yeah. when, they, when they first figure out that they've got aaron on their side like well aaron's the key to this whole thing we're going to use him as a as a tool to, to, to fight the you know that at the time just the pure titans mm-hmm. like yeah yeah they're always a, a means to an end like not something beautiful in, in and of themselves which is different than what anya capone says right yeah okay so Back to this scene. So she walks up, um, sits next to the king, which is interesting. So this is kind of a queenly position, at least. Um, he's got a bunch of rings on. He's very rich. They're having this ceremony, and some random soldier, who I think we might learn more about, uh, has hidden a spear in the dirt. Is kind of what it looked like. He like camouflaged it or something like that. So he walks in and he like kicks it up like a gladiator style. Like, kicks it up and freaking chucks the spear he's aiming and here's the thing he's not aiming for her he's aiming for the king mm-hmm. this man understands he's like listen it's not the freaking lady who can turn into this giant monster it's the king who's making all this crap happen he's like, the devil he's mm-hmm. he's a devil so he goes to assassinate him he throws the spear and she sacrifices her she throws herself in front of the spear this whole scene is weird he knows he says to her he says she she starts to like bleed out and he says what are you doing get up I know you won't die from a mere spear my slave Ymir and, nice little poem, isn't it? Yeah, right? So he says that, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, well, she can transform. She's, she's going to heal. heal. She's yeah. got all these powers that we know Titan shifters have. And for some reason, this does, it, does, it doesn't she work dies. this time. She dies sacrificing herself for the king. And so there's so many, there's just so many future kind of connotations mm-hmm. here. So sacrificing yourself for the king. That's what Aaron said the Ackermans do. But yeah. So the Ackermans are LDNs, but there's a certain... So, I, Was she the first Ackerman? She's the first Ackerman. She's the first everything. Yeah. Next question is, so she has these kids. Are, these kids are not... Like, there's other LDNs at this time who don't eat the flesh, we presume. You know what I mean? There's just... I, I feel like I have as many So, Charlock just said something that I had a thought about, like, what? right before he said it. And I was joking, you know, the king is the devil, but oh. maybe in Marley and, sim- you know, symbolically, the devil she made a deal with actually was King Fritz. Yeah. Oh, he says in the in the manga, he thinks it's clear that the, the spear pierced her nape. That would make more sense. We, yeah. That would, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. 
believe she died from being hit in the nape with a spear, but the anime shows it lower her body. Yeah, I think the nape thing would make more sense too. And could she be at the end of her 13 years? Or a lot of people are saying. So yeah, that's what we were saying too, the 13 year thing. Did, was she at the end of her 13 years or did she just not have the will to live on? She wanted to die. She wanted the pain to end. My, it, like, what I'm kind not of, eating. I'll just let it but end. But what kind of hell to where she thinks she's free and she goes to the, she doesn't die. She's not at rest. She goes to this path where she's eternally forced to serve. Yeah. So the, here's the my thought is that king. like she lived for 13 years from the time she got the thing from the time she got the little space amoeba thing on her back mm-hmm. to the time that she dies I think is 13, is 13 years, years and yeah. that's why others after her when they inherit her power can only have that power for 13, for 13 years. years. That's my guess because she goes from being like a eight, nine, tennis year old girl to like a young woman. Mm-hmm. So she was like in her early 20s when she when she dies early to mid 20s depending on when just you know. a theory be interesting if she became a titan at the age of 12 just like Aaron. oh yeah dang it's like a that's a, that would that would kind of make sense the child soldier thing like they always do it try, try oh to do like someone just age. said i think she was 12 dang so all right she fades to black she sees the flower with her her um her blood on it she it fades to black right so she she dies and her last memory alive it seems like is the memory of the flower mm-hmm. where she received the power in the first place again harkening back to the fact that she received some kind of supernatural power so she dies and she doesn't go to nowheresville she goes to the, like the plains like the the what do you call the it? desert of sadness where Ymir lives mm-hmm. but right now she's all alone there's ain't there ain't nothing else there so then the king commands he says um they cut up her body parts. It's gross. They it's put very in graphic. Um, and, they, and he says, feast my daughters. Whatever it takes, Ymir's power must be carried on. And he's like, eat every last bit of her. Like, And it it's raw, too. It like, is not oh, even it's cooked. It's absolutely human. horrifying. I was waiting to hear that <laughs> the king's name was Sonny or Bean or one of these people. Oh, I was I, waiting for that, but we didn't get that. We haven't got that yet. So maybe, maybe, it's, maybe there will be. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he also gives a command. He says, eat every last piece of her body. And he says, Maria, Rose, Rose and, and Cena, Cena. Which are the names of the walls, yeah. obviously. Okay, yeah. so we're getting this. Now and it's all starting to make sense. that's why all three walls have a female picture yes. on them. And so they're all many different. Princesses. They're, they're all princesses. all princesses, yeah. Ah, there's lots of connections. This is very satisfying, this part, actually. Okay, so then um, he says, uh, or sorry, then we go back to the, 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 the plain area, the blue sadness desert place. And <laughs> the desert of sadness. The desert of sadness. And we see these three paths, mm-hmm. three light looking things. So the three people who've eaten of her flesh. Looks like a tree at first because mm-hmm. it's like a single trunk that uh-huh. splits into three branches. And so now we're starting to understand like, oh, everybody who, quote, consumes the flesh of Ymir or of her spinal, of her spine or whatever, then becomes part of this like coordinated path thing mm-hmm. okay so this doesn't explain everything it explains something so the original three were those first was maria wall uh, maria rose and, and cena um okay so then the king's on his deathbed and he says my daughters bear children and multiply um ymir's blood must be passed on okay so he says that he gives this next command he says if if my daughters die feed their spines to my grandchildren if they die, feed their spines child to child. So he's the one who gives this order. Like you have to eat specifically a spinal fluid. Again, it's all connecting. We all we can see the connection here. But he's like, and then you know, feed on the spines. And then what we see is that path 
thing that was just a three, the one plus three, now is starting to grow into like the many. And so the original founder, Ymir, seems to have access. We've, we've again, been heard this before on the show that every LDN, they're all connected through these like paths. And so, again, the big question mark is well, what happened to those LDNs who never ate or flushed? Yes, because the reason I wanted to hesitate calling that other plane the paths is because the paths don't exist until you eat the flesh of your mirror and then that light lights up mm-hmm. and then the power is transferred through the paths to multiple people, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not paths beforehand. It's just like another plane, right? It's the desert of sadness. The paths are the tree that connect all these LDNs, but at, the, at this point, they only connect the three LDNs, right? And then her kids eat of her and then a few... Do they literally feed parts of her body to every single bit of LDNs no, out I think in the tribe? No, I think it's her blood. The thing that gets passed on is like her blood. Okay, but then they only have so many kids and they only have so many kids. They're not the only bloodline in LDA. There's others, way more families there. Yeah. And so the how tribe does everybody is outside to have, of the royal family. Unless well, just over time, eventually everybody marries in close enough that eventually everybody's considered LDN has at least, has at least a relative that first partook of the, of the, the flesh or something. Yeah. Okay, so now I have to pause right here because, um, because okay, there's only three. We you he, we were watching and he says, "Well, I bet you she has nine kids." She doesn't. She has three daughters. She only has three. I was like, "Is she gonna have nine kids?" Nope, only three. And there, as far as we know, there's nine Titan powers. This gives at least some. This gives me some hope that I'm right about this. That there's more than nine Titan. There's only nine Titan powers that we know of. <laughs> That oh. has been passed down. That there's so actually more, there's more. Or at least possible for there to be more. So we assume Maria, Rose, and Cena each have three kids themselves. And because... And each it, of those three kids eats of their mom so at some point. So then there's nine. But why do the powers only stop at nine? Is it literally because Ymir only was able to have three kids before she died? And that's why everyone can only pass it on one more generation and of three of them kids? each only could have three kids? And it, is that why you only live for 13 years? Is because she had the power for 13 years before she died? And then this is what happened? Mm-hmm. All I know is it's just interesting that the, where the nine where the, where the nine number comes from. We were looking for the nine number. We were like, how many rings does a king have? He has nine yeah, rings Yeah, we were on. looking so how hard many? and it just yeah. wasn't there. It, it, we don't know exactly where the nine, but three times three is nine. And so maybe so, they'll have three kids. The next scene, I think. Why does it stop there? And why doesn't it keep continuing on? And where do the pure titans come from? We have a lot of questions. The next scene, I think, maybe gives us a little bit of hints. Because the next clip is this scene of, in the background, we've got the colossal titan. Or what looks like a colossal titan, and then this is while he's saying the line: "If they, if my daughters die, feed their spines to my grandchildren, and they're, they're feed their spines child to child." So we see the colossal titan. We see there's one uh, a titan with the it's like holding a spear. Yeah, which was probably the warhammer. Yeah, or something. But I'm saying like we see various versions of titans that we I I think must have some of the power. Must have like must maybe represent the nine power. All I know is that in other kind of history moments in this show where they yeah. they flash back. They show, quote, the Titan Wars, and yeah. it looks like there's way more than nine shifters walking around. It looks like there's like. A and there's whole... like these weird beastie looking things, too. What yeah. happened to the whale titan? And the dinosaurs. Yeah. The dinosaur titan. What is going on? Where's there the were, pig titan? There, yeah, there was this, this um, historical <gasps> picture. The amoeba thing. It's like prehistoric. Yeah. Maybe it has a connection back to the freaking dinosaurs somehow. Yeah. Maybe. I had an idea that the amoeba thing came from that astral plane. And then when Ymir dies, it's part of her. And so she goes to it as well. Like that's where it came from. Maybe. You said while we were watching it, I don't know if he intends to explain that part. I don't know if he does either. That may just have to remain mysterious. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I was just going to say, I know, I remember there was 
an episode, I think it was when Grisha is talking to Zeke and telling him the real history mm-hmm. of Eldia. He, you see a picture of something, or maybe it's when, um, what's her face, Dina is explaining the real history of their people. Whichever it is, you, there's an image that I can see clearly in my mind, and it, it looks old. And there's definitely, it seems like more than nine shifters. I think there's like 11 of them, it looks like, and mm. they're on each side of a canyon. And then yes, there's also these yeah. massive beast things. Yeah, too. they're like titan dogs or something. Yeah, they look like wolves, but they were huge. What and if there a was dog like elephant-looking things, and they were huge. And there were like... All of these weird, big, huge animal things. So, I don't know. This also doesn't explain pure titans. We were discussing this. Yeah. None of this explains how pure titans versus shifters like that. What is that about? And then, if he can only talk to people who are subjects of Ymir, and Aaron is talking to all the Eldians, then does that mean eventually somehow all Eldians are related to Ymir? That's what I think. But I then, think how the does case. the royal blood thing have to do with the king? And is not there with even Ymir? such a thing as royal blood yeah, anymore? Okay, okay. What if this? What if this? It's the descendants of the three original daughters only. Okay, but what if that soldier, the spear soldier? Mm-hmm. I th- I think he's the attack titan originator. What if he had a thing with Ymir, and one of the daughters is from his bloodline? And not from the royal bloodline. Oh. And that's why they can resist. What the That'd frick? be crazy, bro. Spaghetti on the wall. <laughs> I like that idea. I, I don't know. And that's why he's like, a, no, I'm going to fight That's why he tries to kill And he's Marley. He's in love with Ymir or whatever. And he's from Marley. He was a, he was from Marley. I don't oh, know, you man. you think he was? I don't yeah. know. Did they he say was, that? He was in the same dress as all the Marleyan soldiers. No, no, no. They were at a ceremony. And he, he was w- at the lead of the ceremony. He was dressed no. up as the rest of the... No, I'm telling you. Because they're all... He was... I thought those were p- no, soldiers they that had at been war. captured They weren't at Marley. war. They were at... No, they were at a ceremony and they were all soldiers like paying their respects. He had to well, dig maybe the spear up was, out of the ground. Maybe it was the enemies like bowing before their new king. That's what I was thinking it was. I thought it was Marley The enemies been... that she just crushed with her hand, they killed them all. He maybe says, the rest not vile Marley. I don't think he maybe killed the rest everybody. So obviously Marley survives. Yeah. I don't know. But not I like... Don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Okay. So anyway... um. Yeah, so now we get back into the back into the the plane, the, the desert of sadness. Um, Ymir is no longer an adult woman; she's a little girl. She goes back to being a little girl. Yeah, uh, she looks very tired, and she starts forming the the colossal titans in the sand. I knew right away. I was like, "This is the walls. This is the the colossal." She is titan making walls. the walls. The wall yeah. titans. <laughs> Report Pantheon. He missed his cue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please, please, more, more league references. More league jokes. Oh, oh it's painful. Oh. It's painful. I had a Pantheon just My like gosh. a couple of days ago. Oh. I was like, you not executed, bro. You you could, <laughs> wait till he's low. She help. was a good support. Okay, she, yeah, she, <laughs> she was, was she a was, good support. She was, she's freaking Throck over here. Um, okay, so at any rate, um, okay. Yeah, she's building the walls. She looks very tired doing this whole thing. It's not clear who's making her build the walls, but somehow they're able to make her do it. So she does. And so, yeah, the king's on his deathbed, and he says, even after I pass... Well, they don't show him. We hear his voice. He says, even after I pass, Eldia will continue to dominate with the monsters. He says, our titans must or shall remain supreme for eternity. Uh... Until the world ends for eternity. And he can't finish the word eternity. Aaron interrupts the whole thing. 
But he says, oh, maybe this is just Ymir remembering her own past. That's because I think that's why Aaron like breaks it up. And that's why it's, it stops is because Aaron's like, no, like his will is not going to be supreme. Yes. The attack Titan is there to stand up against the self-righteousness of the king. That king was King Fritz originally, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's a friggin' devil. He's a terrible, enslaving, barbaric piece of crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's killed and massacred tons of nations. And Ymir still is doing his, his will. His will through the royal bloodline. Yeah. And I think what Aaron, okay, so maybe there's a deep philosophical point here. I don't know what Aaron's about to do with the rumbling is the right thing, but he is making <laughs> a one good point here, which is that, it's what I was saying earlier, is the slavery is happening in the mind. Mm-hmm. That that's the mostly, that's where it's actually happening. It's like, you're not bound. There's nothing really making you do this. There's no, there's no supernatural, there's not some external force making you. He's like, he you know, tells her she can choose. Yeah, you can choose. He says, um, I'll end it. Give me your strength. You're not a slave. Uh, you're not a god. You're a person, and you don't have to bow to anyone. Who has told her that? Who has ever told nobody. her that? No one. Probably nobody. From what we can see, nobody's ever had. Nobody's ever had the sense. Nobody's ever had that like freedom inside of them to like give that to someone else. And the founders always been. The founders always been Yamir. I command you, right? I command you to do this. Command you to do this. He's not commanding. And Zeke shows up and he goes, Yamir, I command you to do this. And, and when Aaron shows up, he goes. You've been here for two thousand years by yourself. Yeah, like he shows empathy towards the person. So, like the heart of Aaron. Yeah, Zeke doesn't even seem to care that she's been there. He's just like she's just something for me to use to do what I want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's and she's Aaron used to an feels end. compassion for her and cares about her. And he says, "You're you're yeah, your person. You can decide. It's your choice. You get to choose. Do you want to stay here for eternity? Um. Yeah, you've been uh yeah you've been alone this whole time. Um." She yeah, I'm trying to because the scene is like intercut a bunch with Zeke, so I'm trying to get through the parts where Zeke's talking. But at any rate, Zeke, who's been chill this whole time, starts to realize what Aaron's doing that he's like speaking to her like from the heart, and even Zeke is kind of like afraid, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, I don't what know. What are you doing? It's pointless. Do what I say, you man. Yeah, obey me. Command. And he's like, obey my command. And he real and because he just said sec like in this case seconds earlier where he said. Uh, once Ymir starts moving, nobody in this world can stop her. But Aaron just did. She She's can, she, she can stop herself yeah. if somebody g- addresses her humanity yes. and mm-hmm. gives her a choice. Mm-hmm. And that's what Nate the Great says. Like I love the idea that Aaron doesn't win her over by shouting her or commanding her. But right. he shows her, right? He recognizes her humanity, gives her a choice, and it fits Aaron perfectly, right? Yeah. Um, Nefiria says the scene was very similar to the words that Historia used when Aaron was in the cave, right? When mm-hmm. Aaron's chained up and he goes like, oh, I've, I've, I'm useless. I'm yeah, useless. Do whatever you want she to goes me. like, no, like, we have a choice. Like Historia wasn't bound by the bloodline. Historia oh. didn't have to do what yeah. they wanted her to do. And she ends up killing Rod Rice, you know, and that kind of like, she's like, no, I'm free. Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to like fight for freedom. And so this is kind of another mirroring of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Eric caught this during the uh, the, the the scene where uh, with with the King Fritz. He's sitting there with his head, <laughs> yeah. yes, on his side. Oh, I forgot to mention the that. Whole t- every time we see him, every single time we see him, King he Fritz. is leaning on one side. He's just leaning like on this dead mm-hmm. eyes, dead everything. The puppet king in season one, inside the walls, was that same exact. That's how he and looked. How did he same know posture. to do that? Did they just in the memories they knew and they told him to do that or whatever? But that's exactly how he looks, and yeah. that's just very interesting. A certain laziness well about done. that look. Yeah. Um, Okay, so so Aaron starts to drop this. Uh, Zeke starts shouting his command. He says, "Obey my command. Make Eldians unable to reproduce. Do it now, Ymir. 
uh, and, and Aaron starts to talk about this whole thing. He says, you've been waiting this whole time uh, for 2,000 years for somebody. Um, I love the, the voice acting tone here. Yeah. You can say he softens completely. He softens like, an, it's like as if he kind of like, so my, all right, so here's my question. Is Ymir sharing, is Ymir sharing these memories with Aaron? Maybe it's involuntary. I don't know, but but she's sharing. Maybe she is. Maybe she's actually projecting. Maybe in the same way Aaron's projected his memories to his father. Maybe she's projecting them to him right now, and she's actually saying, no, "I've been waiting for somebody to come here and and, and set, me, set free me free for a long stinking time," and I didn't. You know, like uh, now he, uh, the way he says it makes me think that she's been like trying to communicate she's been trying to get in touch with the, the soldier who's through the spear like she's been trying to like reach out for this whole time and she maybe she sent memories or she imbued the power to see a bit, bit of the future like like she had some like she did something to try and communicate into the future to communicate to some LDN somewhere to saying like I want I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore like I wish I could be free maybe, she's been reaching know. out for 2,000 years right She's been calling. She's been searching. She's yeah. been waiting. She's been stuck here, and she's been all alone. And mm-hmm. the crazy part is, they show as the thing is growing, the progression as she's building these titans, as she's building the the, the walls, as she's doing all these things. It wasn't easy. No, she's not this she's guy. Tired. Yeah, she's, she's tired. struggling. She falls down. She's you can tell she's dirty. It's like no, she's been in hell for two thousand years, been enslaved to this thing. And here, Aaron is like, no, like I want to set people free. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially Aldeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she starts crying. We see her eyes for the first time, which obviously is significant. And then she does this thing where she sort of clenches she, her teeth and she looks... She gnashes. She gnashes. She weeps she, and she gnashes. But she looks like Aaron mm-hmm. when he had his future memories thing that they keep reviewing that. They keep showing that mm-hmm. little clip. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, so he says, you know, lend me your power. And we start the, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> the spine thing, the next clip again is the spine thing, like erupting out of like nowhere, just from somewhere, apparently from Aaron's mm-hmm. body to his severed head and then his dead eyes roll up and look at freaking Zeke and he transforms. Okay. The walls start to crack. Um, there's pieces of it cracking and everything. So we got the fight between Pick and, uh, and Armin and Mikasa is kind of going on. That kind of gets interrupted. Flock goes down. We thought to his death, though I realized nope, later. No, he's alive. Homeboy's still the there. The flock croach. The flock croach is uh, still around. We see Gabby, Connie, Jean, everybody. The walls are exploding. Gabby's like completely stunned. There's a whole bit with her. Uh, and then Aaron does his roar. We hear the, like, mm-hmm. the typical like Titan word that he does, but instead of going into his titan self that we're used to homeboy like grows in a giant spine creature which is reminiscent of rod rice Rice. okay but why i've been asking this since it happened why did rod rice turn into that creature and not into a normal mindless titan why was he heading for the mass of the walls that all the people together we don't know well as a pure titan he is still programmed to eat sure but he ignores this the um um Everybody else. He's he abnormal. everybody else, yeah. He's abnormal. And, and Aaron turns into it like, okay, it makes sense for Aaron to do it. He's a special, you know, three Titan deal and Ymir's empowering him right now and he's got this crazy yeah. thing happening. He's turning into, you know, this crazy demon looking thing. Yeah. But Rod Rice did it too. And remember he said, I must not, I must not drink the spinal fluid. You have to do it. Historia. Yeah, because he knew that. Yeah. Something weird would happen and it did, but why? Yeah, why did it happen like that? Don't know. And how would he have knowledge of what his... Uh, 
Pure Titan self would be like. Right. And it didn't happen to anybody else like that. Oh, did we already cover this? Why did Grisham not kill the father? He says, I did it exactly what you said. I killed them all. Yeah. But I said, but except the father. Like, you know, we already talked about that. I yeah, guess. we yeah, did. Okay. I just want to make sure we covered that. Okay. Um, yeah. So the giant spike thing comes. We get this this uh, Armin, Acosta, Armin and Acosta scene where they're kind of chilling and they the rumbling's happening. Like, they can see it. The, the, the walls are coming down. The giant titans are coming out. They're crushing everything. And um, Armin says it appears uh, that Aaron Aaron won. Okay, he did it. We win. And then Mikasa's like, "What are you talking about? Like, speak up! Like, it's so, it's so loud. They're having to like, yell at each other." And he says he has control of the founder. If the rumbling has begun, it's because Aaron is behind it. What he's going to do is he's going to crush the global alliance. Um, he's going to crush the global alliance over in Marley. That's coming to, to destroy the island. He's an ally. He always has been. Right then, we get a clip of of Yelena, and she's like, "See, like she realizes he must have failed because the rumbling's happening, and it's the whole freaking thing." Um, yeah, I'm glad we're finally back in reality. By the way, I've yeah. been waiting <laughs> several episodes now. I'm like, "Please get us back to freaking reality." Also, I called it. I said that Aaron was going to grow his body back in some way, and I you didn't did. expect him to turn into a giant hell beast. But I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, Good he's tradition. not dead. <laughs> Yet, anyway. So, so then, as this is happening, um, as it's happening, Aaron, or sorry, Armin is, is starting to look around. He's like, um, wait a second. Why is he breaking he all bre- the walls? He, he's like, Shiga Cheetah would have been enough, but he's doing well, Maria. And, and like, I don't know if he mentions about the other walls, but like, he's like, why so many? If all he had to do is crush this one place, like, what's what's, what's the he point doing? here? Meanwhile, uh, Mikasa's saying. Aaron came back for us. Yeah, he came back home to be with us. Yeah. She's starting to get it. She's out of, she's, she's, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't know what's happening. I hope so. So we go back and forth now between the plane, sorry, desert of sadness <laughs> and reality, but apparently everybody can go there all at once, just like. Aaron boom. can call them there now. And Aaron can freaking speak to every he gets on the PA system like at school you know where they have the speaker that go to all the classrooms attention class attention, this is I have an announcement after school today there will be a rumbling <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> thanks so he, t- he tells everybody I am Ed and Yega and he tells them his whole plan like he tells them okay I'm just gonna read this because there's, there's some interesting stuff in here he says um I'm Aaron Yeager. I'm using the founder to address all the subjects of Emir. I've undone the hardening of the walls. Um, everyone can now see that as the, the 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 rumbling, the march of the rumbling has begun. My goal is to protect the people of Paradise Island. Wait for it, the place I was born. Okay. Um, he says, however, the world wants to exterminate my people and not just the island. So he he has the sense that all Eldians are his people. Okay, even the ones in Marlin. Interesting. Okay, Flock's not dead. I have that in a note here. Um, he says, they won't stop until every subject of Ymir is dead. And then we get our first glimpse of Historia. She's finally back. Then he says, I refuse to let them. The Wall Titans will trample every inch of the world beyond the island until every last life beyond our shores is wiped out. You get the weird devil face. Yep. Which looks like a clip straight from the manga, I'm assuming. Really? He's like, he's um that dude from Corn, the Dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But worse. Okay. 
so here's the deal. We're trying to figure Aaron out here. He okay, says pretty clearly, he's not trying to kill Eldians. He's not trying to kill everybody. He's trying to protect the island and Eldians at large. What the F is going to happen next? Are we going to do predictions now? Should we? I think it's time. Yeah. Let's We're about to move into predictions. Before we move into predictions, we want to make sure, if you guys have any questions, be sure to email us at beyondthebasementpodcast at gmail.com. If you guys like cool shirts and mugs, we have those in the links available. Oh, They're also- radical. Um, our new friend, Mako. email correspondent Mako, has a YouTube channel. I, if you're watching right now, Mako, or if you're listening, so I haven't actually sent this to you, but well, I'd love to do some kind of collaboration. It'd be fun to do like a video together, like a little conference thing. Anyway, she's a Japanese teacher speaker who's fluent in English and Japanese simultaneously, and so we've been kind of doing this entire podcast, sort of understanding there's some uh translation, kind of translation things issues. that we could get some clarity on. And it would be nice to have somebody. So we found we found that somebody a true a true salute, true friend of the show. And so I kind of want to do some more of that. Be looking out on YouTube for some of that. So we're gonna be doing that. Yeah, email us, find us on YouTube, buy the merch. If you don't want to hear our predictions, you think you're gonna get spoiled, turn it off now. This is your last chance. Okay. Rachel, Bye, do you want to go first? Because sure. time sensitive. <laughs> do it. Well, we all are. But anyway, because that's not like I can just leave without you. Um. My my idea was that Aaron's going to take all the Titans to like the edges of every continent on the world and just hang out there for a while and let the Eldians leave and come to the island where they can be safe and then he's going to destroy the world. And yeah. I feel like that would be the most humane thing for him to do plus there's there are nations that are not the enemies of his people like Correct. like the Asians and like um What's his on Yoko Capone's people and even crazy ladies people? And I would like, hope that he have mercy on them. You'd I think. would hope so too, you but I don't so know. I, I just honestly I don't know. This makes sense. I was, I was talking with Kansas last week, and he was like, you know, I I had predicted a couple of weeks ago that maybe Aaron spoke the truth in the end of season three, where he points across his mission was to kill yeah. the Titans so his people could be free. If I crush everyone out there, can then can we be free? And then that? he goes, wait a second, the enemy the enemy is really across the ocean. If I kill everybody over there, will we finally be free? Like, what do and, I have to do? At to that get point, he had seen people? the he had seen the future. Yeah, he had. By the time he gets to the ocean, he's already kissed Astoria's hand. He's already so seen what he's he's see. got he's got it in his mind already. And so, um, he waits till Willie Tiber. Declares war on Aldea, and all the nations are are in agreement, that are, right? That are represented. There are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, hypothetically, it was every single nation on the earth, a hundred percent in agreement. They all held hate Aldeans. They're all going to go to yeah. war with them. Mo- m- more realistically, not all the it's nations some, of the but earth, not all, yeah. only some. And so, you know, you hope that Aaron would be just and good and merciful and not just be a tyrant like the other king and not just go kill and conquer everybody else but ultimately we have to remember Aaron says I've always been who I am who I am is someone who fights for freedom if you try to take my freedom away like he, I'm gonna take yours Yeah. he wants to become a scout because he wants to get outside the walls yeah. he hates being confined he's being trapped Yeah. he sees these human traffickers he hates that Ymir's confined and he stabs him and he goes I'll take your freedom away before you take my freedom away, which is the heart of self-defense, right? Yeah. I never want to kill a single person in my life. We can live freely if, together in harmony, but we can't live, we can't, one. it just can't be that one person's free and the other person's trying, is going to make them a slave. Like that those two things right. can't coexist. Both people can be free or one person can fight for freedom by taking, by, by eliminating the slaveholders. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we, we never want to kill anybody, but if someone comes into my house at night 
I will do what I have to do to protect my family and mm-hmm. my freedom, and I will do make that choice every single time, and it won't be hard for me. Like I'll I, I'll hate it. I'll, it'll be very sad, but I'll make that choice. Why? Because you enslaving somebody else is hell. I'm not going to allow that hell to be on the people that I love and care yeah. about. I want everyone to be free, but if people won't allow them to be free, then he's going to take their freedom away. Now yeah. I don't think it's right and just, but listen to this: the world just declared war on Aldea. What has Eldia done for a hundred years? Nothing. Nothing. He sat there. They've been so peaceful for a hundred years and no one's done anything. And now, why are people going to the island? That may be because Zeke has convinced them it's the only way to get more power. Zeke wants to go to the island. He wants to get the founder. He wants to do his plan or whatever. Yeah. But Zeke has convinced them that he ha- they have to go to the island to get more power so they can still fight and control the rest of the world. They've done nothing to anybody for a hundred years and they're still going to get attacked, right? Yeah. Then Aaron goes... He waits till Willie Tiber declares war. Willie Tiber, Willie Tiber declares war. The whole nation, we must all go to war against Aaron Yeager. That's when he kills him. He goes, you want to go to war? Here's war. He kills all the military people, right? He probably kills a bunch of civilians as well. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm just saying this is what happens. He kills all these people, right? And then what's their very next response? We have to go to, to Paradise Island. We have to go, uh, you know, stop Aaron from doing this thing, right? And it's mm-hmm. like... It looks like a very clear case of self-defense in a way where he goes, stop, 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 stop. And they keep coming and they keep coming, keep going. He goes, okay, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah. I'm going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not they saying that's right. Bat. They pulled a bat and he pulled a gun. Like, he was yes. like you're going to try and kill me with a bat? <laughs> yes. I have to defend myself. I with shall the, yeah. explode your face. It's an interesting case. The opposite side of that coin, like you were saying, Eric, is, um, is Zeke. Okay. So we get to these very interesting, you know, philosophical conundrums. And one is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Uh Right. And so you go, well, if I kill seven people, then 7,000 people will live. So I'm going to kill these seven people. (laughs) Is it it morally right to kill seven people to save 7,000 people? Well, you're saving the greater good, but is it morally right to kill those people? No, of course not. It's of of course not morally right to kill us, you know, seven people or whatever. Right. On top of that, though. The whole the whole deal with Aaron's philosophy versus Zeke's philosophy is Aaron's philosophy is I've given you a chance. I've told you to leave me alone. You kept coming, so now I'm gonna kill you all. Zeke's philosophy is if I kill only the Eldians, then the rest of the world can survive. Yeah. Aaron's like, No, we've done nothing wrong. You guys are the one attacking us, you're the one declaring war on us. I'm gonna kill the aggressors and and then only the Eldians will live. Forever. They both want to eliminate because they, they both can't coexist. LDNs in the rest of the world can't coexist. Yeah. So they both either want to eliminate one or the other. Zeke's idea is I'll eliminate the LDNs because that'll be the most peaceful way and the minimum amount of people will will survive. Utilitarianism, yeah. Which is is a lesser of two evils of a sense, but is it morally justified? It's just to say I'm going to willingly lay my life down for somebody else. It's wicked to say, I'm going to willingly lay Eric's life down for myself. For some, yeah, for myself or, or yeah. for, for other people, for right? Others. It's false virtue to yeah. make somebody else do what you think is virtuous. Yeah. Okay, while we're on this, somebody just made a really interesting comment here. Uh, Mighty Germ 1 it says, It's ironic that Aaron is probably the least free since he, quote, knows the future and can't change what is happening, presumably. Okay, mm-hmm. this is this is actually a really good point. You're onto something here. Um, I'm, a, I'm a philosophy specifically around this idea of free will okay so if all is determined right if there's no such thing as true random or true free will or, or what they call agency within humans then 
Yes, indeed. Nobody's actually free because freedom doesn't really exist. It's all an illusion. What we what we interpret as freedom is really an illusion because it's just determined. Okay, it's just it's just um, we just don't have enough information to accurately know what's going to happen. But if we did have all the information, we could know everything that was going to happen because it's all just determined. So, example would be something like um, I could tell you the position of the moon. Okay, forty years from now on this exact day. The reason I could do that is because I have enough information about the size of the Earth and its distance to the moon and the speed that the two are traveling and I have all this history behind. Basically, I have enough information to make an accurate prediction about the future, about where the moon is going to be. Now, here's the thing. What if an asteroid comes and knocks the moon out of its orbit and messes the whole thing up between now and 40 years from now when I say I know where the moon's going to be? Well, even that... If I had enough information about what's going on out in space and where the asteroids are traveling, what's going to hit what, you know, like if I had enough uh, information about how the world, you know, the universe works, I could essentially predict it. So that's 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 uh, determinism is essentially what they call it. There but your no, mind would have to be great enough to process all those things. Sure. At okay. Once. All right. I know. Yeah. You see. Yes. Mm-hmm. You've read all the stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, so that's determinism, and that would be, you know, yeah, a version of. Aaron, yes, having seen the future and knowing that there's nothing you can really do to change it. Like, it's already set. But it's hard to say that that's the case because you'd have to juxtapose that with this idea of freedom. Aaron is a freedom fighter. The attack titan inside of him is a freedom fighter. He's got this thing in him. Okay, you can't be fighting for freedom in a world where the future is determined. That's that you just can't, which is one of the arguments for the existence of agency, free will, and true random is that it seems odd. Well, okay, maybe it's not impossible, but it does seem odd that there's this a word for freedom and that there is a, a fight for freedom and there's a desire for freedom inside of every human being when the, the reality is freedom doesn't exist. Now, you could be a super pessimist and be like, well, people are just fighting for the illusion of freedom because that's just the way that it is. But, but there... There's something that speaks to us about say, freedom. You can't. It's we. We're now at the point. Once you get to that point, once you make that argument, we are now at the point where, like, well, you don't have evidence for or against. You just have to say, well, I guess it's. A, I guess it's a wash. You can't really know, except the fact that you behave like you're free every day. You are mad when somebody interrupts the thing that you wanted to do. That the desire that you wanted to. You can tell me that you don't believe in freedom, or you can say it doesn't exist, or that you know there is no free will, except for the fact that you behave as if there's free will all of the time. You know how I know? You punish somebody when they do something bad. <laughs> you either get vengeance for yourself, or you're like, yeah, this criminal should go to jail, or there should be consequences, because, wait for it, they chose, chose to do something. Mm. And that's, again, what Aaron says to Ymir. He's like, you can choose. You can choose. You don't have to do what they say. You're a person. You're not a god. You're not a slave. You're a you. You're a person with a free stinking will and you can do what it is that you want to do. And so either A, you're correct, there may be just a great irony happening here where Aaron's like, Aaron is becomes the slave in order to ensure freedom for everybody else or it's not quite what we what we think. You know what I mean? Like maybe there is an element here of like, the future isn't set. Aaron actually is like the future that he's seen. He's writing the future as he goes. Yes, the future that he's seen is one that has variable and is one that he's like well this thing is supposed to happen but can i change it so great comment great question carry on <laughs> true salute okay i have my last Any little bit predictions my last prediction so next episode thaw annie annie's coming it back annie. annie's coming no, back. it's gonna be annie it was aaron <laughs> okay it was aaron but it's gonna be annie it's also gonna be annie our prediction is that aaron 
spoke to all Eldians, even ones in crystals. So he spoke to, to Annie, Annie, who is somehow either become alive or Aaron's about to break her out of the crystal and he's about she to takes like call out of the her crystal. or something along those Something's lines. Something's going to happen with Annie. Why? Because Aaron has to, I mean, if he's going to go with his plan, which I don't 100% condone, I'm just saying, <laughs> if he's going to go with his plan, um, then what he's got to do, he's going to go and and hopefully he's going to mercifully and justifully like only kill the, 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 the military. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to kill all the innocent <laughs> people. We've seen him do it before. He's probably going to do it again. We've seen him kill innocent people in Liberia. He's so, probably going to do know. it again. Dang. He's probably going to try to stomp all of the earth and then he's going to try to bring Every all inch. the Titan power together and he's going to fuse all the Titan powers together. He's going to free, he's freeing Ymir right now. Yep. Ymir is going to be free and she's not going to be a slave anymore. Mm-hmm. And therefore, he's he wants to end it all. He says, "I'm going to put an end to 2,000 years of slavery." When he's, when he's talking to um, to Zeke, mm-hmm. it's the first true things he says the whole time, right? right? He tells Ymir, "I'll put an end to all of it." He tells us in season one when he goes green eyes, he this goes, is the one I to bring, "I'm going to kill up. the whole world." Yes, I'm going to eat them all. He goes, "I'm going to what is he, I'm going to I'm going to destroy the world." Okay, so yeah, this this scene I want to talk about. Okay. Season one, he's in his first this end of season one. He's in the fight with Annie. They're they're in combat or whatever, and when they go, he fi- he gets like super rage mode. This is where I think he grows the arm back. Correct? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he grows mm-hmm. his arm back like instantly, yes. and he goes to freaking attack her or whatever, and he he goes on her, he takes her down. Um, this, she she kind of goes, oh crap. Yeah, she's like, oh crap. Like I'm I'm actually in trouble now. Like, I don't know if I could fight my way out of this one. So he grabs her and starts to. Uh, this is after she was this after she got taken down off the wall. I'm pretty sure, right? She goes to scale the wall, remember? And then yeah, he like pulls yeah, her yeah, down yeah. or something like that. They He's get back trying into the fight. to eat her. Yeah. And so he grabs her. And then we hear in this like double weird demon voice thing where he says, I'm going to kill you. Or I'm going to, he says, I'm going to destroy the whole world. Um, and he says, I am free. Mm-hmm. Those are the two lines. Okay. He's got the founder in there. He's got the attack Titan in there. And he's there with Annie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing while that's happening is they're fusing into a hardened crystal just like with each other yes so that's why I think Pete's play, I think Pete's onto something I think that Annie's a part of the equation she has to come out of her mm-hmm. thing he has to somehow use her like tightening hardening tighten hardening power and like fuse them all fuse together. them all he's gonna destroy the world and he says quote I am free but he's not just gonna get themselves he's gotta get all the titan powers which means he's gotta get Armin and he's gotta get Reiner mm-hmm. everybody has to go we've Alco. seen that that weird sculpture fusey Pick. thing at the end of of something was season it season four. season four part one yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i i also was saying i think he somehow is going to fuse them all together and yeah. stop it and that's going to be then because then no, no one can get their their, their their spinal fluid their 13 years is over because they turn into crystals and that's it oh the um, colossal titans are all going to backstroke just so we're clear that's yeah that's- because if they <laughs> they're die, they're just gonna walk straight into the ocean and then they're walk probably tall out. enough they can walk through most of the ocean. You'd think. But if the Titan power, if they die, their, their powers are gonna just keep going to Eldians. So you either have to kill all the Eldians to stop the Titan powers, or you have to do this hardening thing and free Ymir. Right? Yeah. I think that's what they're gonna do. They could probably convince Armin. Just... Armin, this is the only way we have to end the Titan powers, right? They could probably convince Pick because she's smart enough. Oh. But Falco and Reiner, I don't know feel bad for Falco. He's literally had a Titan power for two seconds. <laughs> I didn't know this. Some, um, is it Christian? A.K. Christian? I can't say the name. I'm horrible with reading people's screen names. I'm sorry. But he says, um, I hope you guys know that the fusion and blue-eyed thing, uh, blue flame mode, are anime originals. That's not oh, in the manga. Interesting. Okay. 
So maybe the anime's trying to give us some hints too, additional hints. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, well, this next right. episode, does the rumbling completely happen? Bro, it's in motion. I don't know what you... I hope Do that start he stops nations? at the edge of the shores and like threatens the world first, but we'll see. I hope Aaron doesn't become the, th- the very thing that he's hated this whole time. I would time. hope he at least gives like a, a clarion call and says, hey, Come join us on the island if you don't want to be freaking effed up. Like at the very least, like can you at least okay, give somebody a chance? But let me ask you this: Do you think, from a moral perspective, that Zeke is more morally justified to do his plan because only Eldians are going to stop being able to reproduce? And is that, that going to actually kill anyone? And and then the Eldian powers will go away. Or is Aaron more justified no, because of self defense and because he's trying to defend? All- Zeke's a hundred percent wrong. Zeke is not fighting for freedom. Zeke is just going back into slavery. Zeke is just going into suicidal slavery like the rest of everybody else. There's no scenario where Zeke is correct. Or, and now your question is: Is he more morally correct than Aaron? Mm, I'm gonna have to go with the solid no, simply because at least Aaron has some semblance of this idea of freedom, even if his means aren't the right way. He's going it. too far. He's going too far, he's sure. Too but far. I'm saying like yeah. I, I can't equate that. There's just no scenario where I say that. Zeke's justified somehow. I did because because what's happening is what's happening is in my house somebody comes in and I shoot them, right? And then someone else comes in and I shoot them, and then I go, okay, I'm gonna kill everyone in the world now so <laughs> because no one, can come into my no house. one could ever come into my house. Correct. Again. It, that's too far. Obviously, that I can't show... drive that person. I can't get the guy's wallet. Find his house. Go to his house. Kill his kids. Like that's yeah. too far. Obviously, right? Yeah. When it comes to like laws and self defense, the only time you are justified is when your life is in is threatened of extreme bodily harm or threatened or you or you're somebody else's extreme bodily harm or threatened and there is means and there is motive you cannot pull the trigger on somebody if someone goes hey i don't like you or hey i might do something random you can't do any of that you're only justified when the opportunity opposes and then you can exercise your authority and so aaron is definitely well beyond his means i don't think it's justified um charlock you should check out season two ED again. What does that mean? Actually? The ending uh, credits. Ending dialogue. Ending. I don't know what it stands for. I want to watch the flashback of season one in Aaron when he first wakes up from the from his dream. I want to watch that again with the, all this context now. Uh-huh. I want to watch the, all the endings of when they're eating Ymir in the in the yes. story and everything yeah, like I that. Do too. And uh, I'm scared to watch next episode. We'll see. All right. You got to go. I do. We all got to go. It's time. Raise your mugs in great joy because we have finally arrived at the Rumbling, I guess. All right, guys. We love you. Uh, we will, live. We'll put it on the Facebook what time we're going to start next yes, week. Yes, exactly. We will be on next week at some point. If you guys are okay with essentially just doing it later, we are, we are actually hosting like a Super Bowl thing. So it's... Um, this is like a very long, hours-long ordeal for us to put this whole thing together. So we're going to do it. It just may be later in the day. All right. I love y'all. Thanks for joining us. Next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks again for watching and listening to our show, Beyond the Basin Podcast. If y'all are enjoying it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to our show. Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of season four. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me. So go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, please email us at beyondthebasinpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.